for Boogie Nights. Well, no, well, he, he uh, you see, he's quit. He's been fired from porn, so now he's trying to make his living doing something else. This is where it takes a turn for the worst, my friend. This is, uh, this is, uh, you're in the second half of the script right now, okay? You're about a third of the way into the second half of the script. You know, there's been a turning point, you know? Go ahead if you want to do a little channel show. Oh, yeah. I forgot I had the, I forgot I had the guide. Exactly. I'm in charge of this bitch. <laughs> do you know what I was watching, dude? Uh, the, is it the Bundesliga, the, the German soccer yeah, league? Yeah, the German league. You know something, dude? Uh, I like it. It's, well, and each league has their own, like, kind of style of the way exactly, they play. Exactly, exactly. That's the reason. Because when I compare it to the Premier League, well, here's what I noticed. It's a complete amateur. Nothing compared to you. You know, um... Wait, and you know what? I'm, I'm like, if people who are well-versed into soccer probably listen to my soccer podcast, and they're like, this fucking American dope. Doesn't know what he's talking about at all. Yeah, well, like I European mean, I kind of do, but I don't have the, like, nomenclature of, like, like oh. I, I just don't have the, the flowery language that people have behind it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I, uh... So we'll start at, we're going to start at Channel 2 for the guiding this is the NFL preseason. KCBS, we'll start here. We've, we have, it's building up to football. This is true. I miss, there's no good announcers anymore. There's no like Summerall's and Madden's like there used to be. Well, they're trying to make Romo, I guess, would it be Aikman and Buck? Would that be the A team probably? Probably right now or uh, Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then definitely Romo is sort of in the discussion. I think Romo's decent. He's great at his job. No, Romo's working his way up quick. I feel yeah. like they'll... They'll break him off, and he'll he'll get a job offering somewhere else. Because right now they don't really have him. Like he's not in like an iconic pairing. Yeah, like, like Moose yeah. Johnson and Daryl fucking whatever the fuck is like. Who's who's the one? It's not Buck, but the, oh whoever, yeah, Moose Johnson. Whoever does too. it with Moose Johnson is like their secondary duo. Yeah, yeah, they're like. They're like the God. When I was growing up, that's a good question, man. I what? what oh, it was funny. I, I had asked myself. Well, Madden and Summerall weren't a team then, right? Weren't they just separate announcers? Well, yeah, they, they were. They became a team in the early '80s. It used to be Brookshire and Summerall. When I was a little kid, it was Tom. The, the, those guys were just a couple of drunks. You know, they, they'd be loaded on, uh, loaded while, while while announcing. Modern Family is on like nine channels. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah, if, I'm if sure you got if you're in a situation to get residuals for Modern Family, you're probably doing very well right yeah. now. I've got yeah. California's Gold with Heel Hauser. I used to hear bits about this show when I was younger. This was like a very referenced show in of a '90s stand-up. Really, Heel Hauser's like this dude who goes around California, like looking for gold and, or something. Well, no, he like just. He like goes to like a tree farm and will go to like this was built in 1863. <laughs> it was we're talking to Merle Fleming who's owned this place for 40 years. Yeah, yeah. James Adomian does a great Hauser impression. But it's huh. like this is California. Like, do you, I'm trying to think of was there a Wisconsin type local cable show where like. The Taste of Madison or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Or, or in Chicago, maybe. Like, that's I mean, what yeah, this I mean, is. Like, yeah, that's the yeah. California version of this. Yeah. This guy just goes around, like, tells stories about California. Yeah. And, dude, most of what people don't realize, and that's what, even going up to, like, the Sequoia Forest, you don't you realize that, like, people think California is just L.A. 
and like San Francisco. It's a lot of country and trees and like it's not all it ain't all liberal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, I I had some friends who went up to um, uh, like near the Nevada, California border, I think near Yosemite. And on the 4th of July, they went to like a, you know, kind of a California town up there, you know, for. Yeah, exactly. So they, they went to a California town. I can't think of the name of the town. Imperial. I don't know what it was called. Uh, up, up near Yosemite. And they were like, oh, let's go to a 4th of July celebration. You know, a town maybe of 5,000 people. They said it was the most aggressive Trump supporting. I mean, it was just like, I mean, the chins were just out and aggressive, man. Like, oh, yes. Like, God. You know, it's just, ugh. Anyway. But yeah, so that, that, that just supports your point that it is. Yeah. A, uh, and there's yeah. bears everywhere. Yeah, you mean also in... Sorry, I was going to make a bad gay joke. I'll I'll just stop myself right there. I think Huell Hauser was like a fucking Navy SEAL or some shit like that. Back in the 50s and crap? now. (laughs) Well, I mean, the state's massive. So Huell Hauser, this this is an old episode. Huell Hauser died in 2013. I was going to say, yeah, he's got to be dead. That's when you know you were a fucking legend when, like, they're still playing your show and there hasn't been a new episode in seven years. <laughs> yeah. I know. They're just still showing it. Wow. Crazy. He's probably a World War II survivor. You know what I mean? Like, one of those guys, you know. Let's He's see. rocked. Been here a long time. Serving in the U.S. Marine Corps and on the staff of the U- of U.S. Senator Howard Baker. Oh, oh, oh. From Tennessee? Howard began his television career in Nashville, where he produced shows focused on human interest stories. Yep. Yep. Yeah, Howard Howard Baker was actually uh, the minority leader in the Senate, like back in the seventies, and he was a uh, respected politician. Like he was a kind of kind of more of a statesman, sort of like the politicians we have now running oh, this country. Yeah, Very, dude. you know. <laughs> going anytime you see Mash, you have to fucking. I used to watch to Mash shit. all the time as like a sixth grader. I'd finish my homework ahead of time to watch Mash at six thirty. I watched every episode of Mash too early on in my life because my dad was a big mash supporter and yeah. like i usually i probably i'm probably a little rusty Jake on Gilman it now <laughs> yeah i'm probably a little rusty on it now but i used to be able to like i would be able to tell you what this episode is about right now like name that tune sort of thing. instantly see, yeah yeah exactly i think i'm starting to come together i think this guy dies i think yeah because radar chills with this guy while he's recovering and yeah. i think he de- he dies at some point course he does in this episode well the the, the hard string episodes were always like uh radar radar with his with his deformed left hand supposedly gary burgoff supposed to be a real jerk yeah napoleon <laughs> complex he, exactly his hand was always hidden behind a cl- uh, clipboard exactly it, 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 they always sort of they, they, yeah they don't really focus on it but he, he he was the only guy who was in the movie who made it to the tv yep. show you know but he's supposed to whereas like the guy who played frank burns was it larry linville and it was yeah, frank burns was, uh, was obviously in the movie it was a uh, duvall but I guess like you know that guy I guess was a completely cool guy. Like his character was such a such a, a twit as they would say back in the day. But I guess in real life, totally fun well, guy. And like then that. at some point, that Frank Burns leaves the show because the actor wanted to do something else. Well, um, they all had their spinoffs. McLean Stevenson had a series of bombs after this. Yeah, it was uh, serious. Hello, Larry. Hello, Hello Larry. Larry. Yeah. Portland is a long way from L.A. Hello, Larry. That that was a theme song. Put that on. 
pop, pop on the theme song. Can you find that one? Portland is a long. It's so dated in late seventies. It's great. Hello, Larry. Didn't Klinger Portland. get his own show too? Oh, I think he had. One, or there was Aftermath with like uh, Father Mokehi, Klinger, and, and, uh, and Potter was in and that Potter, show. Exactly. Alan Alda was off doing Woody Allen fucking movies. Yeah, yeah. He, well, although although he, he scuffled a little bit in the eighties, you know, he wasn't quite. Uh, you know. Of course, I'm sure they were living off their. Uh, they must have had a bad deal because the residuals on this. Radar O'Reilly from Ottumwa, Iowa. Yep, exactly. Same town as uh, uh, Tom Arnold. No shit. Yeah. Oh, I mean Tom Arnold really from there. Gary Burgoff is probably from Burbank, probably you know? something like that. But uh, oh my God, is this the the new What Women Want? Oh no! So this is the this is What Women Want TBS version, the classic film of what happens when he can hear women think. Yeah, so the, the whole thing, because he's this big fucking dick misogynist at the yeah. beginning of the movie, and then he like gets to think about what women think for so it softens him up twenty four full hours, yeah, and he understands. Like, there's a scene where he fucking dresses up like a woman, and his boss comes over, and he's like in drag. <laughs> Helen Hunt's the fucking the beeve in this movie. She's the be- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of misogynist, Jesus Christ, man, the yeah. Be- yeah, put that one on. Let lead the episode with that one. Helen Hunt is the beef. Speaking in this of Helen Alda, oh, there he goes, there he goes. Yeah, Alda was man. You know, he made his. You know, he was he made kind of a couple. He's he's Helen Alda in everything he does. Yeah, exactly. He's the same character. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, here I am, Mama. You know, so, he's a sassy New Yorker. Well, yeah, well, yeah, well, or from from Crabapple Cove, Maine. Can, can, can you find? You can't find. Oh no, I'll find. Hello, it. Larry. Yeah. You know, we're not even high yet, Keith, and you're losing your train of thought. No, What's I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm bouncing around, dude. I'm doing good. Are you high right now? Uh, from Not like high, high. I smoked earlier. Of course you did. Hello, Larry. Okay. <laughs> See how he's laughing? He's like, snooze fast. Show your tits. Well, well, he did like a jack-off motion. Like, isn't that funny? I mean. <laughs> Hello, Larry. Okay, let's. Sloan Curtis, the mythical company of a Sloan Curtis. Yes, Helen Hunt is a competent woman in the business world. She's the snatch. There's got to be. No, All right, here we it, go. It, you ready? It's, it is so dated. Hello, Larry. L.A. It's, it's, he's in Portland, Portland, Oregon. She was in it. She, she was in it. She, she was the mom on Boogie Nights. That Kim Richards was a big child actor. Oh, I know of her. Yeah, she's pretty. She's cute. This is by the way when, when the music the lead in was like five minutes, by the way. Uh-oh, the sassy black woman, Ruth Brown. Meadowlark Lemon was in the show. As Meadowlark. Yes, he just was himself. Just Wasn't a he a Harlem Globetrotter? Yes, he was, he, him and Curly Neal like the, were like original Globetrotters, I think. Right? Meadowlark yeah. Lemon as Daryl. <laughs> well, what's hilarious about the show is it's a precursor to Frasier because he plays like a, a radio call-in therapist guy. That's his character. Is that like what his bent is on the show? Well, well, that, well and he's ra- he's a single father, not a single mother. Hello, Larry. McLean Stevenson, another bomb sitcom. Hello, Larry. Why would you ever want to leave MASH? Yeah, he left MASH for Hello, Larry. I think he had a bunch of shows that none of them did well. Literally, none of them did well. 
Okay, now we can flip back. See how now he's this like is Gibson before before his anti-Semitism was. I uh, mean, it was there. He just, it just wasn't public. <laughs> his whole drunken weirdness. I honestly think he's probably not anti-Semitic. I think he's, he's not. Just a, I, think he's just he's a, a I think he's a maniac. Yeah, he's an irrational he's fucking actor. actor. That's all he is. Who has it was a booze problem. I know he likes the bottle. I know that much. Oh, 100%. He's probably that's not a prop. Oh yeah, yeah. He's right actually drinking red wine. It's okay. It's not scotch. This is the scene. This is what I just talked about. He like does he hit his head and he figures out what women think. Well, his you know who his daughter is. I think it's uh, someone who is a child actress. So he puts on a, on a record here and like finds one of his daughters like sets of leggings, and like he's tripping because he's had like a full day of knowing what women are thinking. So like he's like trying to let loose. I'm getting hammered. I'm sick. Well, he's of also listening to like women's music, right? Listening to Frank Sinatra. Oh. Look at him, he's a big city guy. That can't be a real city. No, <laughs> no, no, no. This is obviously somewhere on a, on a lot, three blocks from here, you know? Paramount probably. Look at him, he's just doing his dancing things. He's a multi-talented actor. You he's can tell this is, one, this is one of those shoehorned in things where he was like, I want to do a fucking singing in the rain type dance shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm Mel Gibson, so... This and like they probably got do. some heart, some big wig to come in and choreograph it. Like he's going to use the whole apartment and shit. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah they got Bob Fosse's uh, nephew to come in, you know? Bob Fosse. He gets referenced so much on this show. Yeah, I, I don't, for some reason I always talk about him. I don't know why. And I don't even really know that much about him. I don't... <laughs> That that and me admitting I'm not a pedophile. <laughs> Doesn't your friend? Didn't your friend write a Bob Fosse fucking book or something? No, like no, that? no. He, he wrote a, a book on um, Eugene O'Neill. Eugene who wrote the book Ice or the uh, play Iceman Cometh, Long Day's Journey into <laughs> Night, Desire Under the Elms. A uh, famous, famous the Shakespeare of America. Oh really? Oh yeah, absolutely intense family dark dramas with addiction and manipulation and. Really bad family situations. Who are you going to call, Adam? Commercials. Oh, here we go. For, oh, we had Ghostbusters on. Ooh. See, we're surfing right now. We're doing something different. This is on the, the intro. We get, this is what yep. we're going to settle into something. We had Boogie Nights on before we started recording. That's exactly. probably going to end up what we throw on. Yeah, but we're, we're kind of we're, we're using going to like through. loosen up. See, we've gotten some good riffs, dude. The Andy Griffith. I guarantee you, my dad is watching this right now. <laughs> Literally, is he? So, you know what is it? There's a certain caliber and age of man that loves. Well, he was the a kid when this show. Well, see, he always laughed because I always said like, "Oh yeah, you were a kid when this was on," and he's like, "Fuck you, I ain't that old." That's how my when my dad was a kid, there were reruns of Andy Griffith. Yeah. So like that, my dad's shit. Dad's is, not that much older than me. No, he's not. He's, he's like ten years old. He was born me. in 1960. He's nine years older than me. Uh, Mash. Do is I look his better jam. than your dad? Oh, 100%. Dude, my dad looks like he's 80. It's really sad. Like, my yeah. dad looked good for... A, I mean, he always looked worn out because he did construction and shit and, like, didn't really treat his body well, but... That's such rough work, The dude. stroke took years off of his appearance. Like, once he had the stroke in 2016, it wiped Oof. him. He looks... It's almost upsetting. Like, my cousin saw him, and she was like, he looks like an old man, and he's 50, 58. Oh, it's sad. Yeah, I tell you, dude, construction work, construction and crack. work is, well, yeah, that, that doesn't help either. Construction work is uh, difficult. To ma I have a whole new level of respect for construction work because the work I'm doing out here, I got two developments under construction right now, one in El Monte, one in Placentia, one in Orange County, one in L.A. County, and uh, it is difficult work. It's demanding. In this climate out here, it's all hot, you know? But uh, but yeah but anyway 
It's it's interesting. It's it's a very different thing than Chicago. This movie is my childhood fucking shit. Oh, yeah, dude, I, I liked this movie. This this was this a very great. This was a very the crow the was crow. a very. By the way, this this is not about me. The the crow. The, this this uh this was one of the uh this was a like a very dark movie for a comic time. book too. Yeah, no, I, I actually liked it. I got a minute. Look at him, man. Brandon Lee smoking a J, man. It's a cigarette. Shouldn't smoke these. They'll kill you. I know every word to this fucking movie. The, the, this cre- did Trent Reznor did the music for this? Uh, no, it's got like Stone Temple Pilots and Helmet. It's and completely like, like mid like music of my yes. of my twenties. Helmet, but Grunge you admit, rock. Helmet Helmet's was great. great. They were great, good, clean, and, and hard. they were like Helmet was like that band that was like hard, kind of aggressive metal, but they dressed like normal dudes. Exactly. Like they, 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 they were like, floor gazers. They were yeah. shoe gazers. You know, they were they like wore flannel. They almost looked like Kurt Cobain type people, but yeah. they played like really fast. Like I would say they're the first. Meantime, like is, hardcore type music, like not not hair metal, but and not metal. Yeah, but like more aggressive than grunge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely heavier, much heavier guitar driven. Meantime. Is there? That's their high water mark. I don't know a lot of the other, other uh, volume or other other uh, work, but but meantime is a good fucking album. In the meantime, they they were part of the early '90s Brooklyn scene. Cop shoot cop was also part of that scene too. Along, I believe, with uh, with White Zombie might have been in the same uh, yeah. kind of uh, time, uh, same area, maybe Lower East Side Brooklyn sort of thing. You know, probably played the same shows. That was back when New York could actually be an artist there. Not now. Oh, now it's such <laughs> it, a financial like banker it's town. Just like, oh, it's just, it's everything. Uh, it was interesting. I was watching a good show on PBS, and I won't, I won't dwell on this because it'll make people's eyes glaze over. But it was kind of a history of like post World War II New York, and they focused a lot on the late seventies, which is like so up my alley. It's so good because it, I, you know, the city went bankrupt. Like it went bankrupt. Like it, it was, they literally had to come in and do draconian measures. Banks wouldn't lend them money anymore because it was so it was so financially fucked. And then, but they completely turned the corner. And like you think about that what now, what caused it? Well, it, they had there's a whole a lot of white flight happened. The race thing happened. Yeah, a lot and of, a lot of Long Island and shit. A lot of white folks left, which meant a lot of the tax base went away too. I mean, that's when New Jersey fucking blew up. Also, the 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 you know there used to be huge industry like there used to be manufacturing plants and stuff in Brooklyn and Queens. Those all shut down. So like hundreds of thousands. Well, that's of what jobs the right now. That's lost. what Trump went to AOC for because she got she got it to where Amazon wouldn't go to Queens. Yeah. She, Ooh, no, yeah. She cost him ten thousand jobs. Tens yeah, of thousands yeah, yeah, of jobs. Tens of thousands. Yeah, exactly. No, actually not at all. I, I believe nothing that comes out of his mouth. He does not know what he's talking about, you know. By the way, uh Your posts st- about the the stock market crashing have been great. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. What's well, the truth? You know, I mean, I'm not an idiot when it comes to finance. You know, I've, I've worked in business for 20 fucking years. You know, it's like I'm not a complete clown. Ooh, it's a little sports. They got these stupid fucking white and black future uniforms on today. Oh, it's Atlanta versus the Mets in New York, which I might I actually like that new Mets stadium. You know what? City I didn't, know, I didn't nice. know it was on the grounds where the World's Fair was. Oh, oh, the uh, 39 World's Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, it's on that same area. Well, didn't fl- remember it was when it was on, when when they played an old Shea Stadium, which was right behind this new one. Yeah, it, yeah, because it, it was obviously you're near the airport for for whatever reason. They didn't think about the sound, but back then it's like you would always your planes well, just taking off. Well, that's why they're called the New York Jets because they used to play in Shea Stadium. Yeah, yeah, because they, they were the Titans. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Well, the the giant. Well, no, no, the, the Jets. 
Yeah, the Jets were the Titans, exactly. And then they became the Jets. Uh, yeah, that's right. They became the Jets in the early, early 60s. But I went to a game there, and you're close to uh, the airport, but you're, you're a little bit farther away, and they designed it better. You don't hear the planes nearly as often, nearly as often as you used to. Because I remember you'd watch any football. I remember watching old Jet games in Shea in like the early 80s with Richard Todd as their quarterback. The New York Sack Exchange. What was their name? Uh, uh, Abdul Salam, I think was the guy's name. That's great. And then they had a Joe Klecko and go. Mark Gastineau. You want to get into some deep shit, dude? We'll watch some Liga Emekis. Ooh, what the, I tell you, but I watched this Bundesliga. I, I think it was Dortmund. Is that their name? Yep, they came back. They were down one to nothing, and they came back and I, won. I watched. I saw their second goal. The style of playing. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is that when I when I compare it to the Premier League? The Premier League is truly the long game. We're kicking the ball downfield, and we're running well, that ball it's down. It's changing a little bit. Uh, is, is that a wrong observation? No, like, it, it used to be true. Um, Spanish soccer is more aesthetically pleasing. Meaning like, what, because you're making like moves and stuff? It's, and like, it's a lot of like fancy flair with the ball, doing a lot of dekes and, and footwork yep. and like being f- f- uh, like bicycle kicks yeah. and like crazy, yeah. like pretty looking goals. And there are Spanish managers who have gotten fired for winning championships, but playing a boring style of soccer. <laughs> There's the, the manager of <laughs> that's the hilarious. manager of Manchester city right now. <laughs> he changed the game. He plays a possession based style that emulates the premier league that it emulates Johan Cruyff. It's called total football. Well, it, it emulates you know. the Ajax teams of the seventies. Yep. And like the the Netherlands teams that won World Cups, they didn't uh, win it. They lost in seventy four and seventy eight. But they yeah, were but the they got there. Yeah, and those I mean, they are were even, great. And, but teams. those teams, they were, great uh, teams. they were managed by Renus Michaels. He's considered one of the greatest managers ever. Yeah. Um. So he is a school. He came from the Barcelona youth system, and Johan Cruyff is like still a, like a, in the board of Barcelona. Yeah. Uh, well, he's dead now. But like he he w- when he left Ajax for Barcelona, he stayed a part of the Barcelona like family f- yeah. until he died wow um so pep came up in the youth system and like plays yo he's like a disciple of johan yeah. cruyff yeah and when he became a manager of who Barcelona, i saw play i might add i think i and, told oh, you that's fucking great i saw him play for he the washington for the, diplomats. he played for the uh national um, north american soccer league right we we he played for the la aztecs and was traded to the washington diplomats in 80 and 81 i saw him play and uh <laughs> who else put didn't beckenbauer play and pele no, well, well, yeah, well that was the cosmos that was giorgio canalia Pele. I saw Pele play soccer <laughs> when yeah. I was a kid. Uh, old, you saw old Pele, though. You yeah, I mean, he, he, he was worn out Pele. Uh, fucking and, Brazil 74. <laughs> yeah. That was like hot. Whole, that was like heyday Pele. Well, heyday Pele was the late 50s, I think. If you look at some of his stats when he was younger, got, yeah. it, it, they were amazing. He's like Josh Gibson, dude. I mean, they don't yeah, even really know bizarre. how many goals he scored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like legend folklore, you know? But then also there was a. Uh, uh, Giorgio Canalia, Franz Beckenbauer, or the Kaiser, as he was called by British fans. Oh, the Kaiser. <laughs> and then Giorgio Canalia, who they got from like Italy. And then they all, they, they, they were like, because they, the, they were the Cosmos. They got all the European players. Yeah. But then other ones playing. They came over here. Chicago at, had the sting. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was more of a goof, I think, when those guys came over here. George Best played for the LA Aztecs. He also played for the. Uh, oh, he was uh, probably so in the bag at that point. Well, he he was he had a bar. He had a bar called Georgie's Place on like in Santa Monica on the beach, and, and he was interviewed by like Euro- European media came over to talk to. Him. I was like, "Why are you over here?" And he's like, "Listen, I can do whatever I want, and I get paid to play soccer." Like, no, the, he said the media doesn't pay attention to me here because like he was such a huge story in England that he got. 
I mean, he, he got what do I get? He, you know, he's every move was watched. I mean, he was an absolute star. So he loved playing. He was also an extreme alcoholic. He oh, blew yeah. out two livers, not one, two. Dude, that's great. You know, you you have got to be a severe. He alcoholic. fucking got a twelve-year-old's healthy liver. I know. He just, just blew, blew that blew motherfucker out. Too. out. Now, now, who knows in terms of you know getting a, a transplant how e- i mean maybe it's easy to blow out a liver when you get your second one because your body's rejecting oh, a little no, bit man but i got a feeling it's not a, a i don't a, think it's easy, easy thing livers are tough livers can endure a lot so you, you know? don't get hbo anymore what I, do you get well i don't get no i get go, go down to uh, 850 850 is where my movie channel start that's like skinamax okay right here we go. It should be yeah, showtime. Go. Got boxing. Throw, we'll start it with boxing here. With here we go. Fucking, I like when they're clearly like in the cafeteria of a casino or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah, there's about 250 people on some on some folding chairs. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're in some casino in fucking New Mexico right now. You can hear individually people like, come on, Rocco. Get in there. Ron Ramirez, of course. Mexicans love boxing, man. Dude. They love it. They lo- Ooh, oh, oh, he just he, he that guy went the fuck down. Well, no, dude. no, he shoved him down. He punched him first, though. Oh, he did. I think he pushed him down. He rocked him, dude. This guy's got a bull haircut. Ooh, he just got rocked over. Look at him cracking his back like that's what fucking matters. Well, yeah, well, I think he, I think they probably tell him to do that to get. Oh, oh he got who's this guy? Ergushev. Well, what country is he from? I, I don't know that. That he's got to be like some sort of eastern european it's something like, like that yeah yeah some he's some ukrainian Ivan like drago motherfucker i tell you what man those are some tough ass whites you go to eastern europe those are some tough that is ass definitely whites. something trump would say you know i'm <laughs> but it's the truth it's like oh my god you people are just uh you know it's like your lives are hard hard and ne- there ain't white privilege there everyone's life one sucks. of my favorite stories that you ever told me was when you went to russia you were they genuinely asked you like oh you're from america you guys let gay people just live in your neighborhoods there right well here's what it is it's my my very best friend from college taught english as a second language after the wall came down this is in the early 90s which was an interesting time to be there because i mean communism yeah, was, dude, was only the two Hoff, or three the half ended things yeah so <laughs> so my buddy taught esl in uh in prague you know, he said Prague is was a mate. You know what his rent was? You know what his rent was? It was fifty dollars. No, it was ten dollars a month. He made four hundred dollars a month, and he lived like a fucking king. Did you, and he lived in some this you know like castle like structure that was fucking amazing. He said, and then he, he told his Czech friends he's like, yeah, I'm going to Russia to teach English there for six months. And they were like, so what's going on? And but we're we're back on boogie nights. It's, yeah. it's climaxing here. The movie's yes. about to come. The, 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 this is based on a true story of where they're gonna they're gonna do a. a shaft this guy in a drug deal they're going to give him flour and then they're going to get paid a bunch of money and try to leave but it all goes has that guy killed himself yet oh yeah it's already the part that's that's one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie that's actually page 60 of the script that's where the pivot turns where it goes from being this positive light thing to this horror that's a key moment when that happens then everything starts going downhill from that point so this is a real climactic moment of how shitty their lives get this is loosely based on john holmes but i wanted to get back to what was i saying before i had, had a good uh, thing going uh you know pay, he goes to sochi where the winter olympics were like six years ago four years ago and you know not actually a nice town like like a high-end place it's where all the the government leaders of moscow go to summer for the for the you know for the summer so it's it's wealthy he goes down to teaching esl popular class First off, the heat doesn't work in the winter, okay? So they have just a chalkboard and a chalk, and chalk, and they're in winter clothing in February in fucking Sochi. It's brutally cold. Oh, they're smoking 
crack, major baby. crack. Well, this that's Alfred Molina from uh, he, he's the guy who gets killed in uh, hell in yeah, dude. The that's first like guy a gets nice, killed. That's like a crack bong he's smoking yeah, out of. Yep, absolutely. So yeah, yeah. So anyway, with uh, I don't want to go off to here too much, but I want to weave it back. So he went went to Sochi, and then this is like these are people who were like high up in government. They wanted to learn English, and they were like masters levels, PhD students, do, PhD doctorates. They'd come up to him and they'd say, "Well, you 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 live in America. You're American. Where you? Oh, I'm from the New York City area." And say, "Is it true that, that that in America you actually you you allow open homosexuality? You allow people to be gay? Because no, no one sucking no his one, dick right there. No one is out." In, to this in, in Moscow or in, in Russia, no. Yeah, they one put is those out. pussy riot bitches in jail. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is like it is like suppressed. You know, I mean, really bad, really bad. Where they have those fake like websites or whatever you can go to chat rooms. Oh, let's meet here, and then they just beat the shit out of the guy who was gay. You know, well, he said like they were just like, oh, what do you mean? You let them walk around in public? Like you don't give them psychological treatments? I mean, they should be in a mental institution. They're they're mentally ill, and these yeah. are the educated people. These were not the peasants. We're going to start having that you argument know? with trans people. That's going to be the new, like, homophobia. Yeah, I think that's probably... Well, they're always trying to get a new sexual angle. That's the way the right always operates. At one point... I was oh, going to go the other way. Yeah, gays, I get you. No, but, but, and that's, but that's the way the right operates. It's funny. I was asked that question Oh, here. we can talk about... We'll get into... You can get into that, but that coke dude died. Oh, oh, I know, I know. I mean, it's... Well, I love the way they lead his uh, his obituary. A man who gave over a billion dollars to charity. Yes, yes, he is. Uh, he will be remembered for that. Not being a colossal dick. Not at all, actually. You know, but he helped out, man. I mean, didn't they create like the Sarah Palin shit? Basically, like they were like the reason she became so ingratiated. They like built her basically, and they funded uh, what was it? The Tea Party. They funded very much the tea, they funded party. The tea party, absolutely. Well, I mean, they knew they had to take Congress. You know, they knew they had to get Congress back when Obama won, because the Democrats had the Senate, the House, and and uh, and the White House. You know, from 08 to 2010, which is why they were able to get Obamacare passed. But their main thing is they have been contributing on the state level on state elections, and I mean like state senator elections, really small stuff for like 25 to 30 years and have just they have been key to the infiltration and taking over and flipping states very much involved in wisconsin becoming a less progressive dude alfred state. molina is all about yeah. crack dude i know in this one absolutely have you ever seen you've, you've seen this scene i've seen this for like a long time ago and i had it on vhs and it was just one of those things are they just murking people off no no what it is is he, it's his Chinese boy lover that's just setting off firecrackers while this deal is supposed to be going on. So it makes it a very stressful. John C. Riley is the only one who looks like that he's not in the in the 70s. It looks like he's in 1993. Well, this is actually 83. Because we're listening to Jesse's girl, man. Dude, that's the jam. Dude, Dirk Diggler is geeked to the nines. Uh. Did John Holmes really get involved in crime? Oh. His story. I mean, it's it's worse than this. It's much worse. He died of AIDS. Well, yeah. He was so fucked up he had to do gay porn towards the end. Like it's you know, back well, in the eighties when you, you were asking for it. You it's know? the TV movie of porn. You know, and so, <laughs> yeah, John Holmes. His story is, uh, he was such a fucking base head. Like he was a free base guy in the seventies. He used to carry his works around with him in, in a. That's great. Like it, Sean it, Flannery carrying around fucking. Beers. Yeah, 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 yeah. He would carry. He would carry around. 
a suitcase with like his crack pipe. He was stealing luggage at LAX and selling it. I he bet you that's an aspect dark. of Molina's character that they adopted from John Holmes of like he's got this fucking intricate crack pipe. Oh, 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 oh yeah. Well, yeah. Well, they, they go into like, I mean, this guy's loosely based on a, this on a Lebanese businessman here. He just wants to eat. Look, man, I cut this mustache. I want someone to ride on it. Well, he he's the main guy who wants to do the drug deal. So. It builds the tension pretty well. It's an important moment. Anyway, I'm going off. But the, Co- the Koch brothers, I mean, yeah, I mean, they, you know, whatever. I mean, they're very much fun. They're the reason why Citizens United is such a terrible lo- decision. It's just, it is, the the influence of money in politics is just, it's always been there, but it's, you know, it's just a floodgate now. You know, it's just like, you can contribute any amount of money you want to contribute. It's just like, it's gross. You know, it's like, it distorts the entire thing. You know, it just it we warps go. it. Probably even something f- else Crocious auditioned for. Oh, the, the original Kings of Comedy? No, I wouldn't be, uh, I would not be on this. Uh, I, I saw this in the theater, though. I'm sure one of these guys complimented Crocious in 1995. <laughs> does Dwayne know any of these guys? Oh, I'm sure he does. I'm sure Dwayne worked with him. Absolutely. Probably wrote every joke on but, this yeah. fucking special. Uh, Dwayne Kennedy is uh, one of the greatest Hell comedians I've ever. ever seen. Yeah, um, I mean, there's no hyperbole. I know he really, legitimately is one of the best ever, and it's depressing that he's not like Richard fucking Pryor. I know because he's he's truly like he's an exceptional. Even though he hasn't released it, I guarantee you he's written an hour of new jokes every year. It's funny you mention that because you know I, I used to be pretty close to him. And I still hang out Got with Sling Dwayne Blade on right now, him. dude. You know, I see I've seen him on occasion. He writes for W Kamal Bell's show because they met when Kamal and I started at the same time. In Chicago, and uh, Dwayne and I were good friends when I lived here before, uh, and we kept in contact through the years. You know, um, I, I I worked with him actually in uh, in Kenosha about a year ago. A year ago, he was headlining, and I fucking went fucking Tony Carr gig or a, some a, shit. No, like it, that. it was uh, it was uh, what's his name, Dobie Maxwell. Okay, Dobie Maxwell gig, but I I killed. I had a great set. I totally enjoyed it, dude. The suburbs you know? are great. I mean, I don't get I don't when people shit on like small town America. Like when yeah. when you're about to do a show, and people talk about how it's going to be this depressing thing, and I'm like, dude, they're going to be happy you're there. Yeah, you know, and excited. I I enjoyed it, and Dwayne killed. And this is in front of like, there's some Trump supporters in there. You know, what I mean, Dwayne so good that he could get people that are clearly racist and are uncomfortable that he's black and like not only flip them but he can flip them by calling them racist like he can call a white person racist and have them be laughing their asses off he's he's arguably one of he's my favorite comedian of all time actually yeah you know i he really is i mean he's an exceptional you know the thing about it you know the knock whatever is that you know that he didn't supposedly have the work ethic you got to put into it to do it. Whatever. He also had a lot of opportunities that he. But he was no, you know, some. You know, I'm not gonna say. That. You know, he's he's very much driven by the art of it all, man. He yeah. really is, and it's like, I mean, he really tries to make things better, and he's driven by that. And I think he just he was never. In, he got like three or four development deals, I think, and he just never wanted to do them. Really, he was not in there with doing Denise a show. Is gonna be on this show, Power. Yeah, <laughs> fifty cents in it. <laughs> Good for her. She's getting cast and stuff, you know. She's trying. I remember going up one time. He put on Coal Miner's Daughter. 
Yeah. This is that's Levon Helm from the band. No shit. Yeah, the drummer from the band. Is, was uh, this like so because he, the band was so famous? They were like, do this fucking movie. Well, uh, I mean, this is not. <laughs> God, is, that, is that your sexist interpretation oh, of the Loretta fucking, Lynn? Uh, it's Loretta Lynn. Sissy well, Spacek. Other, yeah, Sissy Spacek. She looks like a fucking <clears throat> store mannequin and everything she's in. Yeah, she's. Uh, she was in this movie called Trading Mom that was around when I was younger where she played. The premise was she was this boring ass mean mom and her kids one night wished that they had a different mom and they woke up the next morning and she was gone so they go to this mommy market which suddenly appears and they for for like a couple weeks they get to try out a new mom for an entire week and sissy spacek plays all of the moms it oh. was like it was like her opportunity to like to shine to and shine like and do be like i feel like they wanted to turn her into gilda radner like after Gilda Radner well, died. Uh, well, when she was listen, she was big. She she had, I mean, she's been a pretty known actor. I it's think it's like where they being, shot Deer Hunter. Well, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, this is like uh, West Virginia or Fucking Kentucky. Steel City, yeah, dude. Yeah. Coal, oh, well, the Look coal miner's those. daughter. But yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. I mean, he. She. I mean, she was. She's playing a fourteen-year-old there. Tommy Look at, Lee dude, Jones that, is that in this. Jeep was brand fucking new, dude. That's like a nineteen ninety-one Jeep. <laughs> What in this scene? Yeah, it's not a nineteen ninety one Jeep. Oh no, the back end it is old. You can tell you, it's 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 an, an ancient one. You see, uh oh, she's one of those actors that like she's just southern in everything she's in because <laughs> she cannot hide that accent. Well, she was in uh that Terrence Malick movie in seventy three, man, with uh with uh Martin Sheen. God, what was it called? It's a great movie. It's totally like I mean, so many movies are derivative of it. Such a good. It's about two teens, I guess, in South Dakota, who started to thrill kill people. Have you like, ever like seen in my the own 50s. private Idaho? Isn't, isn't that a, oh, absolutely. Isn't that a crazy con, uh, thing that happened? That there were these kid teenagers, like in, in Western South Dakota, that killed like sick. They went on a killing spree. Isn't that? Cra- and it was a true story. You know, it's it's an amazing story. You know that that they did. I mean, like they just like, hey, we're gonna just do this. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to fucking be wild teenagers and fucking South I never Dakota. know when you're being sarcastic because one of my favorite moments on this show was when we were watching that Scorsese movie. What was it? Mean Streets yeah, or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. And you just lean over and you go, can you tell that they're Italian? <laughs> <laughs> and for like a point two seconds, I was like, is he serious? Yeah. I know. <laughs> but it's just, uh, yeah, man. No, it, it uh, that was an era of Dude, film. Martin man. Sheen is 79. Yeah, no, yeah. What was the movie? It was in seventy three. Right Badlands. Now. I think it was called Badlands. It's it's a Terrence Malick yeah, movie. It is Badlands. Yeah, Badlands he is plays a great. Kit Carruthers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Read about that. It's a crazy fucking it's a movie. Noir, noir period drama. Terrence Malick's film debut. Yep. Uh, South Dakota fifty nine fifteen year old Holly Sargas is a teenage girl living in a dead end town called Fort Dupree. Uh, yeah, well, keep reading it because it it's gives the whole fucking movie. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, but yeah, but basically, what it is is she meets this guy and they decide to go on a killing spree. <laughs> it's sissy. Yeah, Warren Oates. Yeah, Warren. Yeah, he's good in it. He always is a good. He's a good like codger. He's like, I'm pissed off with Warren Oates. I'm angry and I just give me the head of Alfredo Griffith. No, no. Oh, look how <laughs> that fucking was a short stop. That was a, people that was are. A, Oh yeah, well, yeah, this is this. Is, they don't have good. There's lives. like the two black people ever. Well, no, they're not black. They're, they're, oh, they're that's, black that's from the coal. coal. They, they look like black people. Yeah. Holy shit. God, being a coal miner. Fuck that. I noise. mean, God. I mean, there's a reason why coal is not. Well, I always go on my economic tangents. You've all heard them before, time and time and time again. But the fact is, coal does not compete well in the global energy market. 
And why is that? It's because the government's trying to take it down. Well, you could make that argument. You know what else you can say? Uh, natural gas is cheaper and easier to ship. And those are two major, major portions of, of uh, pricing something. So, uh, therefore, it's less expensive and competes better in the marketplace. All right. We, I found this. It happens to burn cleaner, too. Not saying it's the best thing. In a perfect world, there are perfect moms. But in the world of Elizabeth Martin. Is that that woman from My Girl? Yeah. The girl you love from My Girl. Oh, yeah. She's come back on Veep. And the worst of them all is her mother. You're all grounded, period. But with the help of a mysterious neighbor, ancients believe one removed an enemy by erasing. I love how she's mysterious because she has a large guard. <laughs> yeah. And like, just, and that's it. Well, you know. Where are her secret spell. <laughs> I love how she's like, eat this flower, and then they just hallucinate the whole thing. <laughs> she's going to make her mother simply disappear. Simply disappear? Now, she's got to find herself a new mom. A perfect mother! At the mommy market. Look at this. This is a stretch of a, of a plot line. I can't believe this was made. Needless to say, I never saw this. I was in my early 20s. Uh, I was actually having sex. Oh, so bad. Look at this. God, she's stretching in this one. It's like, I gotta maintain my relevance, you know? It's hard work to find out who your mother is. worth two in the bush. Wow. See, there's also a lesson in it there. It's hard work to find out who your mother is. Thank you for that. Yes, I, I can justify this horrible choice of me taking this movie by saying, no, there'll be so a strand, a grain of truth in it. Do you know how I found out about to learn this movie? My stepdad, before he got like a good job, worked yeah. at a video store, and he used to get advanced copies of movies sent to us on VHS. And we got <laughs> Trading Mom. I remember we got Jurassic Park before it came out. And that was like exciting, I assume. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. I got this movie with Carrot Top called Chairman of the Board. Absolutely. Which I, I, I actually really liked as a kid. Bits and pieces of it. God. He was Larry f- Miller's in it, and Larry Miller's hysterical. When I first started doing stand up, that, that Carrot Top was at his absolute, he was truly breaking out at that time. What, what, what is, I mean, because that was such a post-80s boom when I started, and it was so dead for comedy that it, it gave an opportunity to carry it. So down. is this one of those movies that <laughs> is the plot is just that they're a poor? Well, no, the plot is it's her rise to being a musician. She, this is the Loretta Lynn, man. She's a country and western star. I mean, she becomes a, a pop music legend, but they do a lot of backstory on her life and how it affected her perceptions my, my of music. My daddy write me. I mean, it's like when you watch a biopic yeah, back dude, then, there's actually a, there's a slow arc to it. And you I fuck like with it. black cinema at all, Crocious? Of course I do. You ever yeah. see Soul Food? Yeah, I, I think Have you that. ever seen The Wood? I have not seen The Wood. 
Uh, isn't soul food about like uh it's just, i don't i honestly have only seen bits and pieces i know there's a part in this movie where a kitchen burns down uh <laughs> but isn't vanessa williams in this yeah it's about and like i food think tate diggs is in it it's people like, are dying it's and like stuff. a murderer's row of blackters and and like losing your grandmother is like a big deal obviously right i mean it's oh and yeah, the it's a, and dude hell yeah dude i mean yeah that, that's a real he, now like, he saw it now he's gonna go on to be a crip <laughs> come on don't say that Come on, come on, Keith. Come on. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> come on. Well, you don't want to just, you know, that would be a uh, dude. Black funerals are an experience. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's because you know, yeah, it's because whatever. Because you know, they, you oh, knew you've had a tough look life. At this is this like this? This is the TV show, Miami, but is this a which mer- used to be on sa- on Friday nights? Why is it on on Stars? Do they have TV shows now? Yeah, I think so. Is I think it's Sheena this, Easton. That's Sheena Easton and Don Don uh, Don Johnson. This might be having a, a movie. passionate makeout. Where's the info? Like this button? was like porn. <laughs> when I, when I was a teenager, this was like the Sheena Easton was gorgeous. I think it's Sheena Easton, isn't it? It's got to be. I think Sheena Easton was like in some episodes of of uh, Miami Vice. God damn. You know, because I I think it's. <laughs> Sheena Easton did the theme song for uh, your for your eyes only. I gotta hug <laughs> me. Don Johnson dabbled. Oh, absolutely. Oh, dude, in, he was in, a, the, in the tune. He was multi talented, dude. He was a name, you know, a flat out name. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna hold God your hand. This is what happened. Oh, yeah, that, that's him recounting his sex. Let's go back to Miami Vice. That hit okay, hold on, because cause, cause that, he was recounting his sexual experience with that woman. Is it blood sports on oh. after that? Look at him with his button-down shirt. Yeah, it's James Edwards almost. You see, that's Sheena Easton, man. That, yeah, that, that's Sheena Easton. She was my baby. Did you ever beat off to her? Uh, you know, honestly, I was late discovering how to jerk it, man. So, no. On how to or yeah. doing it? You just didn't know? I didn't, didn't really know quite a, know the So, you fingered a girl before you jerked off? Yes. Yes. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah. Dude, I started jerking off when I was 10. Jesus Christ. How, I, I know people who discovered it that, and I'm like... That was, I, I mean, I no. So Sheena Easton was not the it was not the first woman I jerked off to, you know. Who was it? You're like a neighbor. Or but something? My, my, my very first wet dream was Daisy Duke from the Dukes of Hazzard. There you go. That's not bad. Look, I they're about n- the fuck, dude. I was Don na- Johnson's <laughs> about to bang down Sheena Easton. <laughs> and why is this fifty minutes on Stars? Is this like a movie? Well, no, it's, was it's this a, like a TV yeah, movie? No, no, no. It was, it was a one-hour show. It was a drama. On, on NBC and from 80, 84 to eighty seven, right? Now. So they're just playing fifty. Sheena East, Sheena Easton. Look at her. She's fine. She's dude. pretty cute, right? She's a she's a Scotswoman. Got that short. <laughs> she's haircut. from Scotland. Yeah, the kind of bet that, you a lot of people. She's a bull dyke. Yeah, <laughs> like back then. Better watch out. <laughs> oh yeah, we got the door open. <laughs> you know. But yeah, no, no, dude, but yeah, the yeah, girl that lives yeah. upstairs ag- yeah. across the way is like. A UFC fighter. What, what, what you mean, like? What, what you mean like a, a She's like up. The when I first walked up, it was there was a girl sitting on her porch, and she stood up and said hi, and she was ripped, yeah, dude. I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. I mean, so they got that post coital. They're both wearing silk robes. They've obviously <laughs> yeah. fucked. He's still wearing his gun. <laughs> he's holstered, obviously. Well, look at which him. Definitely, he's which means. Not only is he ready to shoot, but he wants to fuck again. There's some Th- symbolism this, behind that. This uh, fashion statement, this movie, uh, this TV show was like a movie. It's Michael Mann's introduction. This is when he was able to well, make it into film. Well, he did the film. one with Jamie Foxx, too. Well, well, he There's did, a Miami Vice flip. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. 
from the mid two thousands. Sheena Easton. They're gonna he had such a great mullet, dude. Feathered <laughs> up top. Uh, my hair uh, looked like that when it's grown long. It looks. Did like you it's have a wavy. mullet in the eighties? Yes. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> I, I can do you one better. I, I had a tail for a while. Oh, that's fucking tremendous. <laughs> you probably looked. If, if, do you look back on pictures and you're like, this is why I wasn't crushing puss? Uh, you know, it's funny. Like I, where you're like, I looked fucking like a fool. I don't have many pictures of myself. Maybe for that reason, I get many pictures. I think I just already knew I was pathetic at that time. Like, I, I, if if you want to call it, what category? Are you a nerd? Are you a geek? Are you a dork? <coughs> Honestly, dude, let's be honest. Of all those categories, I got some geek in me. I got yeah, some geek. Yeah, you do. I got geek, but but I'm more dork. You know what? I'm more dork. Yeah, I'm a dork I, too. I, I, I'm not you know really what, nerd. You know what kept me popular in high school was sports. Because you knew something. I knew sports. a lot yeah, about sports. Yeah, yeah. I, I connected up with a lot of jocks, and like people and, liked me. But women, oh yeah. But you know, occasionally there'd be the there were a couple of women who were totally into me in high school that I just completely blew it with. Like Look I at just her get, shaking her ass. I, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do, man. Isn't that crazy? When I look back on it, like in high school, there were two women. You didn't know how to jerk off. Oh, I, I didn't know. I, I didn't know what to do. I, I literally didn't know how to. Because I mean, I was also like, I mean, I knew I was attracted to them, but I just didn't know what to do. Because I was 15, 16 years old. You're pretty. I mean, at that age, let's be honest. I used to beat myself up like, oh god, I should have been getting laid back then. No, no, you shouldn't have. No, you shouldn't have. You're 16, 15 years old. You really don't know what's up. 16. You know? Fifteen. Look at him. He's just. This is Don Johnson in the studio listening to Sheena Easton sing with children. Yeah, children of color. You know, because she's got diverse. a soul. See, the, the, it, this was a new thing. Michael Mann was like good on the race issue. That was part of his thing, man. It was like, was she like half black and shit? She's like no, the Rihanna no, of her no, time. No, she, no, no. She's a hundred percent Scottish. She's a Scotch she's woman. Scottish. Yeah, she's Scottish. Oh, what's his name in this show? Uh. It's the tubs. Oh, this dude. Yeah, this guy was a guy who's a career. I love watches because you'll see this guy was a. Oh, I remember this actor. He was a Molly like Larry Dares. from the Three Stooges. Dude, he's been in a ton of stuff, man. He's been in a ton of stuff. But it, it, like, it was like this caliber of actor was. This is like respectable TV. Bruce Willis. Some of Bruce dude, Willis's this earliest. This blonde bimbo probably fucking played this character in every show. In Absolutely. The 80s. Yeah. <laughs> what are you? I'm just doing my hey, nails. Hey, Mr. Fisher, <laughs> you got a package. <laughs> you want to have sex now and then I mean, you kill me? Yeah, okay. I don't think I don't think too many female characters were written very well back then. You no, know I mean? it was not. I mean, his name is Michael Mann. Yeah. <laughs> He went to Madison. Look he's, at that stupid car. You know, he's going into his just badass sports car. The villains were Little heroes too, man. Well, it was car, dark, You know he's man. the villain because his car is black. Put your tape in. The tape in. is black. He's wearing black. Put your tape in. God. None more black. Oh, that was definitely a, like we want to show you. you go, we got to do a promo for tapes. Oh, yeah. And it was also like we're going to see it blows up though, man. He gets killed in a deal. What happened? Yo, they, oh, they cut. Yep. So, I mean, this was cutting edge, man. This was tension. This was on at the same time as, like, Twin Peaks and shit. Well, yeah. Well, this was this was right before. Twin Peaks was a match. Do you know what I love? And I don't know if it's around this time. I'm a big Rockford Files guy. Oh, yeah. D- David Chase's first writing job, the guy who created The Sopranos, was uh, Rockford Files. Rockford Files is actually an okay show. Like, there's, I mean, my dad was into it, you know. He was a Malibu cop. That was sort of his thing. Well, I don't know. He was a PI, former cop. 
You know who like solved like dude? You know, look how blousey his fucking shirt is. He looks like Rod Stewart. Well, I know exactly. I mean, it's listen. This also employed this employed all people in types, and <laughs> Michael Mann did. Because <laughs> I mean, look at this. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna touch I mean, your butthole, kid. <laughs> I mean, that that blonde kid, he he was like a little kid actor back then. Yeah, he got diddled in multiple shows. I mean, I yeah, God, no shit, man. What a fucking creepy industry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that, that like goes. Oh, look on. at this guy. He, he's doing security. Well, I think he's friends. Is I this think, L.A.? No, 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 no. This is Miami, dude. It's Miami Vice. Okay, yeah. Although it's probably that was the this stupidest thing f- ever. That's that's a testament to how high I am. Uh, right how high you are. How, uh, anyway, also, you, you know what? No, but also they could have filmed this in L.A. Some of it, just too. because I live out here. If I see palm trees now, I'm like, oh, that's L.A. too. Yeah, but it's uh, it, 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 no, because they're near the area. They filmed this all in Miami. You know, this probably wasn't a bad gig to work on. I'm sure there was a lot of coke being blown on the set in this. Oh, 100%. You know, I mean, those movies and TV shows back then, people had coke problems. They just had severe cocaine issues, you know. Dude, that, look how badass and sleek that phone is. Oh, That's absolutely. Like, this is all new product and shit. Oh, 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 dude, this was, listen, this was cutting edge. I mean, I remember this was actually a little too hip. Hey, for me. Sheena, give the kid a couple uh, new I, I was blue collar. I didn't quite get this. I was too, I was too blue. I didn't really like my advice that much. I'd watch it because they'd show women in bathing suits and stuff when I was yeah, like 15 oh, or 16. It's the Baywatch of its time. Yeah, yeah. It certainly was a... There Dude, wouldn't Baywatch be a Baywatch was my fucking advice. shit as a kid. <laughs> I came up in the oh. era of shows that went straight syndication. Like, Baywatch was on the USA Network, yeah. but it was on different stations in different areas. Like, yeah. it, it like got sold as a syndication. That <laughs> seems like the way to go. <laughs> I mean, at this point, TV, like, yeah. YouTube basically is your own syndication, yeah. but, like... If you could just sell a show like fucking Xena, or do you remember fucking what's the Kevin Sorbo one? Oh, 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 yeah, Her- Hercules. Hercules. And then there was Prometheus, <laughs> which was about a fucking other galaxy. Oh, God. Are and they sure were all Z- like Xena Warrior Princess, right? Well, you, yeah. I, I knew like of my age group that that was sort of like um, like that was a way for uh, lesbian women to kind of express themselves. Like they were Xena women. Like they sort of that, that was like a thing. I think in lesbian <laughs> culture, you think? Yeah, I mean, obviously, right? I mean, it's sort of. I'm being. I'm being. T- Dude, Lucy Lawless <laughs> was fucking fine. She was, but but it was like it was tough women, you know, strong women. Yeah, in like empowered roles, you know. So there was a lot of women who got into that. Dude, I love like, those like a lot shows. of like a lot of like a, a carnival. You know, those medieval fair women. You know, they were into like Xena Warrior. If I princess. could get a TV show, Med- on. medieval fairs, by the way are horrific. I've gone to one and I, I in September of nineteen eighty three big pale titted women it, it, running it, it around. Is, and, and like wrestling around in front of like fake fights and, and stuff. there's like, like jesters that you like roast them and you could throw fruit at them and shit. I know, I'm just like this is like it's it was such a bad idea. I remember going to it in eighty three with my my mom, my stepfather and, and a good buddy of mine. Why like, did they lame. go? Because it was something to do, I think. Dude, that's how desperate Wisconsin is. Well, I do. Yeah, I mean, dude, we we were. This was in Minnesota. There wasn't enough culture in Wisconsin to even do that. Wisconsin. When I when I moved to Wisconsin, dude, it was a culture shock. It was a culture. I want to cut together. I'll listen to hours of this to cut together how many times you've said that. (laughs) Not even. I'm not even criticizing it, but that's how fucked up. That's how like. Scarring jarring it was. It was. Yes. You, you've repeated that phrase. It was a culture shock. <laughs> we should have someone mix like a rap of you. Gonna, it, it was a was. culture shock. But it was finger bang anniversary culture <laughs> shock. By the way, by the way, finger bang anniversary. So what? What day is it today? <laughs> Keith Keith Bays. What the twenty third? Twenty third of August. Four more days. 
Tuesday. You, you should try and is finger my, some badge. Is my 35-year anniversary of the first time I got to third Who base. Who was it? Gwen Henning. Okay. I've mentioned that name on the show, too, before I had to have. I, it's She's lo- still alive? It's one of my stories. There's a lot of, they're, they're sucking face in this. They're sucking face hard, you know, dude. I, I've actually, well, it's because well, she's famous, so you couldn't really show any tit or like skin. But you know so I mean? But it's They passionate. were just like, okay, if you're not going to have sex, you have to make out fiercely. But geez, what do you think happens to her, Keith? What do you think happens she to her? She gets off? Yes, of course she gets ju- She gets shot. It's, obviously, something's going to happen. Dude, look at that guy. Is that fucking... Uh, well, it's, it's Crockett and Tubbs. And that's James Ebert almost right there, man. But is that, James is that the pen? I was his name is that the other pen? Yeah, yeah, yeah with the African-American guy. Who I just no, read? No, the the white dude, not Sean Penn's brother. Oh, oh, Chris Penn. Yeah. No, but he looks a lot like him. He looks like yeah, Chris yeah, Penn. Yeah, yeah. Chris Penn was the shit. This, this dude. is their Rest relationship. And yeah, he was pretty good actually. He's great. Yeah, he's a pretty. He's, he's an underrated actor, I think. Well, he's man. dead. Well, I mean, he, but um, he was. I mean, he was a, he was an underrated actor. I always thought he was great in Reservoir Dogs. He was great as a, as like being cast as like the. The the kid of like some thug, it's like dude. a loose cannon, you know. But he, you know, these are, these are the partners, dude. Look at that. That guy's got a perm like a motherfucker. He's happy. He's in love. You know. You see this hair? This is hair like a Caucasian. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting married. He's, he's he's letting his crew know. The captain comes over and is like, dude, you know, the hair dye in this fucking thing <laughs> is. Thick. Well, I like it because he plays like a good, empowered, There's like tough Latino. Do you know that that guy right there read for Patrick Stewart's role in Next Generation? Edward James almost say step by step. No, no, no. He was like he was like in the running for he was one of the ten finalists to be like in Star Trek oh, Next Generation. When you said Patrick Stewart, I thought Patrick Duffy. What God, well, yeah, I'm like Jesus. You are high, man. Oh my God, dude. you're having a hard time keeping it together right now. Dude, Seriously, this is a great episode. It's dude. pretty good pot. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, man. Yeah, I got good <laughs> only the good stuff from Dude, Patrick old Duffy owns a bar Croatia's. that my family goes to. But but oh really? Yeah. His well, son runs it, but he goes there all the time. We'll go behind in, the bar. He's got a big South- he's got a big gray ponytail here in Los Angeles, California. What bar is it, man? What the fuck is it called? She did a reading at it. It's by where Sacred Fools is. Where's Let me look it? it up. Dude. I gotta check that out. I talked to Patrick. It's a cool Duffy. little bar. He was Aquaman for Christ's sake, you know? I mean, you know, Dallas, he made, I'll tell you what, he made a living off that, you know. He probably made as much money off Step by Step. Was Step by Step like a sitcom he did or was it a, was it a religious TGIF, show? TGIF, bitch. It was about. Yeah, I never, I mean, I, this is our age difference. I all was right, so let me lay you down the fucking plot of Step by Step, dog. Yeah. It was about Patrick Duffy and his three kids. Yeah. Al, the tomboy. <laughs> and then you had two other ones. Who the like boys. girly girl? Oh, the boy. Okay. And they're just wild. Just uh, you can imagine three kids raised by a man. <laughs> That's true. They they're would just be a handful. wild children. Well, he meets Suzanne Summers, who has three of her own kids. <laughs> Gee, what? <is> it? <laughs> and it was that much of a thief. It was that much of a steal. And I don't. They fucking took Brady Bunch. That I mean, they they did. They literally did that. That, I mean, that's incredible. I tell and, you what, though. And her Why kids. Not? And her kids. Cro- it worked. It was a formula that worked. Why not just directly take And needless it? to say, Crocious, Suzanne Summers' kids. Yeah. Not that wild. Oh, so there's a con. Oh, so they had a little twist. A little twist. A little twist on the kids. And yeah. Well, you know, these people. Because the kids in, in Brady Bunch, they had a kind of individual relationships. Yeah. Those are quirks. No, but this one, Crocious, it was wild. And then, but it was on for a long time. Then And then to throw. Uh, to th- 
add to this chaos. You had the two family live two families living under one roof, yeah. colliding. Then you have, I think it was Patrick Duffy's nephew, the cousin Cody, yeah, who lived in a van in their driveway, <laughs> and he was like a stoner that didn't smoke pot because it was TGIF. He clearly did drugs, oh, but yeah, like didn't yeah. do drugs. It was just implied. Yeah, played guitar and shit. They're showing Sheena Easton's butt. Look at yeah. that. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, but yeah, that was the show. Step by step, <laughs> day by day. And just the interactions. start over in different kinds of ways. Uh, how long was that show on? Let's see. This is like, you know, this, these are, you know, they gave some roles to black, you know, some actresses. I'm sorry, actress. I apologize. That was sexist. And probably vaguely racist in some people's eyes. We're all really racist not. a little bit. You know, it's just... <laughs> this, like, revived Suzanne Summers' career. St- T- uh, TGIF was, like, legit when I was a kid. Because oh, yeah, exactly. you had Step by Step. You had Family Matters. Yeah. Uh, which we all know what fucking Family Matters is. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, what were the other big ones? Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Oh, yeah. With yeah. Mark Curry. That guy, I remember that guy was a big star when I first started doing stand-up. Like, yeah. he would get... He would get he would get crowds. Like he was big. He was 1991 big to 1997, and then it moved to CBS, where it aired from 97 to 98. So 91 hey, to 98. They had a good seven, eight-year run. Good for him. Made some 90s TV money. You know, good for him. Oh yeah, and this is another thing. So she was a beautician. Uh, Suzanne Summers in yeah, it. Yeah. And Patrick Duffy's character owns his own construction company. So <laughs> like the house they have, she has like. She works at home, like she, oh, like her, oh, her. So that's part of the. We're gonna bring in like gay characters and stuff. Well, it's just like, like every <laughs> episode you had her going off in like different guest roles, where like the people sitting in the chairs getting oh, their yeah. hair done and shit. I like that as a good little hook, little gimmick to get certain stars yeah. in there. This is how we'll do it too. We'll bring in stars of a certain era, fading. <laughs> so television. it was the Foster family, yeah. Uh, Dana Foster, the eldest child. He just smart, roasted him. You see, the he got smart, him good. wisecracking feminist. Uh, and then you have Karen and Mark. Yeah, Mark was the little dork. Uh, that, that's then, what you and I would have read and for. And then the Lambert family, which was Patrick Duffy's. Uh, you have uh, J.T. Lambert. Uh, and then, yeah, you have Al, who is Christy Lake and who is fucking fine. Do I think she's still hot. <laughs> There's a big, like, season three or four, the big, like, Al Got Hot episode happens. Oh, really? yeah, yeah, yeah. You can say that she's, she's a budding beauty. Yeah, you know? she just gets curvy. They just, it, it got to they be planted where, that it seed. got to be where she, they couldn't just put her in flannel and they were like, oh, she's a tomboy. Like, even in flannel, they were like, oh, no, she has tits. This is who, oh, this is the twist. He marries her, but he has a thing for, a, or, or are they a former couple? God, I, I just, the plots are complex in Miami Vice. Here, here, like the executive yuppies of that era, the scumbag executive yuppies of the '80s. That that image, like th- this image, was like a, such a hated image for a lot of people. Like, a, like the, the ant, like if you were hip in the '80s, you hated the yuppie businessman. Oh yeah, like, I, like in college, I hated. Like, so did the, the how yuppie. were there people who legitimately hated the Wall Street movie when it came out because it glorified that fucking lifestyle? <sighs> yeah, that's a good point. Uh, that was part of the criticism, but that was also deemed like Christina E's marrying fucking some buffoon. Some Scottish guy, probably. <laughs> she's marrying. She, no, well, she's marrying fucking Don Johnson. Maybe she gets shot here too. Okay, it could be that fantastic. You just wanted to die. No, I, no, I want Don for myself. No, she was. I remember slow dancing. She's so pretty. I dude. slow danced. To, I slow danced to, for your eyes only. Look at that guy's slow hair, danced. dude. 
Is this the last episode ever? Well, it's... <laughs> Look at that keytar, dude. Band. He's getting into it. Look at that fucking band. They're playing this 80s fucking slow jam over the words, so you can't hear what's going but on. But you can tell there's a look of just, like, satisfaction. This looks like, like a Guns N' Roses music video. <laughs> she Well, that that's what, man, that was his specialty, is he incorporated, like, he was the first MTV. He was very MTV-influenced, this, uh, this show. That was part of its sort of appeal. It was the first MTV television show. So they always have a couple songs in it, you know. I mean, like from like Sting would have songs in this and shit, you know, like famous songs. Like the, the recent day. hits of the time and shit. Yeah, yeah, it would be in this, was, was which was pretty cutting edge. That the, was cutting edge. What's the Tom Selleck show? Was that on at the Magnum same time? Magnum PI. Was that on? Was didn't they like mm. compete? No, 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 no. That that was on Thursday nights. This was on Friday. This was like a Friday night show. What was the show? Was Bridges of Madison County ever a show? No, that was that was a no. Movie there used to be a show called The Brooklyn Bridge. <laughs> Well, we're going to keep watching. We're going all over the place. We're going to keep watching Miami Vice. This is no, Anthem. I'm not changing it. Okay. Look at this. They're just having a sexy 80s wedding. They're a hot, sexy couple. That's what they are, man. That's what they are. A hot. Yep, there we go. This is how it ends. Executive producer. So part Michael two, man. Dick Wolf getting in early in the game. What, what else did he do, man? I don't, I don't even know. I don't know Dick Wolf. I don't know what he did. Are you serious? Dead flat serious. I have no idea what Dick Wolf is. Fucking Law and Order. Oh, he did? Uh, yeah, I, I never watched Law and Order. All the Law and Orders, Chicago Fire, Chicago PD. Like, he's got a, it's an empire, dude. Didn't even know that. Jesus. I so, was aghast. They no, didn't I didn't know, know that. Look at that. Look at that color palette. 88. I was a sophomore in college. I was in college at that time. Cheering for the Oakland A's. That was the year that they that whatever. I'm gonna go to a Dodger game. I had never been to Dodger Stadium in my entire life, you know. And I, I got a fucking go. Martin Short. So a simple uh, wish. Come on, put, put on something else, man. I, I don't know if I want to. All right, just flipping. We're gonna, oh, we can watch the Playboy Channel. No, I, we can I, order some Playboy Channel. <laughs> Remember when that like that used to accidentally happen? Like you even had to watch Hovering <laughs> over that shit. Oh, if we could go, if we could hang this long, we watch next movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, 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 we want to choices. dip back in on Coal, Coal Miner's daughter. daughter. We see, this is when they're, it's her come up, you know. Ah, I'm Sissy Spasek. This here's BJ. So, <laughs> to, to, turn, turn the radio on. Uh, to, turn, turn the volume a little bit. I got it. You'll be dumb. Sing dumb. You see Dude, that, Tommy Lee Jones's hair is insane in this. He's so blonde. Why do you got to make him blonde? Well, 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 they're trying to like. Is it because she has a lyric where she says her dad's blonde or something uh, like no, that? No, no, no. I think that might have been his hair color back then, man. Dude, that looks so off-putting. He looks uncomfortable. It's so blonde. It's not blonde. It's, it's like, like rusty. It's caramel. <laughs> Look at all those records. You see, you see, no one's been playing their records, and uh, and then now, uh, so not not now. See, see, this is, this is her standing up for herself. This is them working together as a couple promoting her career. So check this out. The, that Miami Vice made me think of this because my mom used to watch this. It's called Brooklyn Bridge, an American television television program which aired on CBS between ninety one and ninety three. It's about a Jewish American family living in Brooklyn in the middle nineteen fifties. I remember that show being on, and I remember it like at it at the time people being all over it.
So here we go. Here we Tommy go. Lee Jones. See, he he just basically tells her, "You got to sing on the air. You got to sing on the air." Why has he got to run and live? Like he's there. Just go listen to her in there. Well, he wants to hear her on the radio. What does it sound like? All the people are listening to it. This this is like the internet, man. You know. I'm gonna go smoke crack and listen to you sing. <laughs> well, I don't think crack was invented in 1953. They were doing low grade versions of it, trucker speed and shit. God, trucker speed. <laughs> That'd be a tough life, man. Being a trucker. Oh, it's terrible. That, I mean, you know. <laughs> Sissy Spacek was what 14 here. What? No, she but she looks young. She's playing a teenager, but she's like in her mid 20s okay. here. Okay. See, this is her song. Yep. All right. We live in our car still, though. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, yeah. I mean, listen. Well, her they they go to her Grand Old Opry break, and and she she forms a friendship with Patsy. Does Sissy Klein. Spacek play her in every iteration of her life? <laughs> uh, like, well, do they show older Loretta? No, Lynn? no, 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 no. They don't. It, it, she just play. She plays her like with like you know early seventies hair and stuff. But listen to me. It's a good music. Oh you no, know? I like Loretta Lynn. We're going to Harlan and Wallens Creek and Pineville. But they literally are just like they're just. You know, they're just going to radio stations yep. and singing on air, and and and, like, and and like promoting their album, promoting their album. Play this, play this, play this. Like literally, just and before you know it, in fifteen years, the entire state of Kentucky will know who you are. I know, I know. Yeah, literally. This was good old fashioned elbow grease, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, driving some old like Oldsmobile, dude. And when you oh, pull wait, see, off, this is another, this is another key look moment. at slicing baloney, dude. See, see you, you hear this though. They talk about sex here. This is I'm talking about sex. Uh oh. Makes you horny. What does that mean? You don't get wet, daughter. You know? Ooh, look at that old Butterfinger logo. That's my favorite part about these movies, and that's how fat I am. Is looking, ooh, he's grabbing her ass a little bit. Uh, yeah, it's a little weird that he's picking her his daughter up like that. And she's his daughter. Like, I mean, they're married. They're a couple. They're married. Okay. This, yeah. This is yeah. This is. I mean, they're married. But he married her when she was like she it literally plays, was fifteen years old. Dude, you know how this plays? It like their father and daughter. Well, that's your stone boy consciousness. No, that's just the age gap. I'm not buying that yeah, a couple. Yeah, yeah. He's clearly an older dude with dyed blonde hair. You know. Well, I mean, but I mean, I think that in real life, I think they actually. I don't know how far apart they were. They bang down in real life. Oh, oh no, 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 not the actors in this. I'm saying the actual the couple. She says horny. She says horny. Uh oh. <laughs> I just you said see? it was a little wet. The, the, yeah, the, the, this was, you know, this was her being. They're being sexual on country radio. You know. It's like you know that 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 was uh that was unique, but it was also innocent. You know, I'm sure like '80s, like early '80s country, because this was geared towards the South. Like you know, like like Smokey and the Bandit was geared towards the South. This movie was geared towards the South. You know, but she had enough enough of a natural following to do it. But but it, it was uh you know they're probably laughing at it. Like, oh how simple those times were because now we're more liberated in the late '70s South. You know, even though we're still a this guy's in stuff. I don't know. Yeah, he, he has a face of some sort. Anytime you need a guy to do this, <laughs> well, well, I don't know. See this? Two cattails and a raccoon's whisker, you're good. 
You're number 14 nationwide. So this is a car start getting a break. I'm horny. This is from Patsy Klein. This I is the introduction to Patsy. I still feel like their father. That still creeped me out because I still think that that's her dad. <laughs> yeah, she's like necking with him in the back seat. She ain't even sitting up front with him. They've already had four kids together in this. By this point in the movie, this Where's is the truth. Where are the kids at? Well, they had, they had to go stay with family. But the, what about shit? This parents. is when Patsy Klein was huge, and this is the introduction of well, Patsy, Patsy Klein, Klein. Died tragically, right? What they watched the movie, my friend, and maybe you'll see if you're right or wrong. Well, I mean, I could look it up on my phone. Okay, what is he? Did he stop driving? Well, you see, he's getting horned up. They're, you see, Crazy was like a sex song for country folks. It put him in the mood to have white love. <laughs> to have white redneck love. You made me We're going to continue you made me the white race. That's what we're going to do. You made Not me to make squirt. abortion legal because we can't have more than blacks. It's so bad. The racial component of the anti-abortion thing is so gross to me, you know? I love how she doesn't even know where she is. Like, she woke up, he fucked me unconscious, Well, no, no, because we yeah, well, they just drove in the middle of the night. That's kind of the idea. They had sex, and they drove in the middle of the night. Because this, I is, the grand, I this is where the Grand Ole Opry was at. She's playing I the Grand Ole Opry, see? I went to the Grand Ole Opry. I sedate her with yeah. my dick, and then I drive. The, this, the, the fact that it's called an Opry... <laughs> You hear me, Crow? It's, excuse me. Yeah, I know. You, you, I sedate you, her with my dick. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you're getting axy now. This is when you start getting axy, you know? <laughs> That's a dope cowboy hat, though. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this was, you know. Yeah, you know who got... I think when I went... Who's fucking Garth Brooks's wife? Uh, Suzanne Brooks? No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let me see. I mean, this is a good... I tell you what I like. Movies of this era, man. You're... Your your officer and a gentleman, your urban cowboy, your uh, daughter—they're good movies. They actually had plot development and shit. You know, it wasn't like. So what year did this come out? This came out in eighty. I saw this okay. in the theater. I saw this in the theater. Trisha it's, Yearwood. So when I went to the Grand Old Opry, I saw Trisha Yearwood get inducted into the Grand Old Opry, like the or into the Hall of Fame or well, something. Well, it's or? like whatever. That's what the Grand Old Opry is. Like it's like their country western music Hall of Fame. Wow. Isn't that well? I mean, Nashville. Nashville still has a there's a show business culture there, man. You know, it's music oriented. And then we went to a theme. I've park never near been it. there. I've never been to. It's fun. I've never been to Nashville. It's not fun. I mean, I, mean, I, sorry, I went through it once, but I mean, I, I uh, it's I okay. Like Seventeen. I haven't they been have there like a nice adult. little walk area. Like there's a little cobblestone area there. At least there was when I went. I remember I bought a big ass belt buckle. That that's a good thing to buy when you get in the south. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we went to the Grand Old Opry. We went to a fucking theme park that was pretty dope. Uh, Dollywood? No. Because Dolly Parton has, has a... Okay. I think... Oh, Opryland. It's called oh, yeah, Opryland. Yeah, no. I might have gone to Opryland, too, when I was like... I was probably 16. I was still doing shit like that with my dad. We drove across the country to visit his buddy in Texas. It's when I first started to drink beer. He let me drink beer with him. My dad did. I was 17 when we did that. I remember watching the 86 All-Star game in the Astrodome. The American League won. You got to understand. When I grew up, the National League had like eleven or twelve game winning streak. You I know? think it's just a resort now. I think you they know? took down the theme wow. park. I believe it. 
Yeah, theme parks aren't really. I was into them as a right kid, now. man. I used to love them. Dude, Six Flags was the shit when I was a kid. Yeah, no, yeah, going to. I mean, that was the last one I went to twenty five years ago. Used to love them as a kid. Loved them. I, I gotta get some water, okay, man. Yeah, can you fill me up too? Dude, so this is her first performance, Sissy SpaceX coming out. She's fucking, she's about to perform with a dude that probably groped her 20, not 20 minutes before this. Uh, look at Tommy Lee Jones dressing fucking, he looks like John Travolta, an urban cowboy. We're kind of coming full circle. We should wrap, we should put out like, I should title these as a series, like from urban cowboy to this. Has been like a, a Western theme. We can watch fucking Dallas Buyers Club next. Throw AIDS in the mix. So did Sissy SpaceX sing all these songs? Did Sissy SpaceX sing all these songs? Or did they? So that was like a big deal in this. Dude, that's bullshit. Anytime you sing, you get the Oscar. Well, yeah, she was, you know, that that was definitely a. Here, can a you, route. You're gonna have to spin that mic out. Yeah, no, I'm doing it right now. Yeah, patience, my friend. See now, now he's gonna go listen in the bar, and, and, and this well, is the he whole. He wants to go chase some fucking clip. Well, this is also like Na- Nashville, like the un- kind of the seedy underbelly of like you know, this is like show business, you know. There's a certain personality that's attracted to this it. This is where you score the trucker speed. Mister, I do my share of the work. Sure you do. I'm going to be banging. I want to fuck your daughter. Dude, I love how, you know, ooh, look at him. He fucking rocked him, dude. We got a fight happening here. She's crushing it on stage. Well, he was trying to get them to listen to it because, you know, because. Fucking Kristen Lumberg has a great joke where she talks about music like this, where she was like, you don't know what they're saying until you hear him say Kentucky. Kentucky. <laughs> Who said who's that joke? Kristen Lumberg. Oh yeah. She's funny. I like her. How about that for a damning with oh. Minnie Pearl? There you go. Who the old broad? Yeah, well she was she was a like like hee haw was <laughs> that was the entry. Yeah. <laughs> she was on episodes. She of was hee-haw. on laughing. Do you remember she laughing? She probably was on laughing. Yeah, she had to be on. La- she might have been on laughing. Was was laughing socket to me? Well, socket to me was the that when was the Nixon cop. said socket to me. Yeah, the, yeah, and I think that that w- that might have been. I could be wrong on this. This was in the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I think of so- socket to me being the competition against uh um whatever the Ed Sullivan show. Socket to like, that, me. That was the that was the West Coast version, and then there was the East Coast version, which was the Ed Sullivan show, which was more old school variety show. You know, they'd have jugglers on there and. Pet tricks and comics would go on, and circus clown. I mean, they'd have like you know, all these weird sort of things. Musicians would it go was on. Laughing. There. It was laughing. Rowan and Martin's laughing. Nixon says, "Sock it to me." Oh yeah, no, that was her catchphrase. Sock it, it to, to me. me. You know, whatever. I mean, hey, he he knew he was playing it. He's playing both angles. He knew he had to be a media figure. He had to be relevant. You know, <laughs> what a horrible personality for everything, though. So this movie crushed it. Who directed this? You, God, you know, I should know, but I just don't know. You can, I mean, she's singing it. It's pretty good. You have to admit. So, but is the only reason, like, is it just she traveled across country and how she got big? Like, 
Is it's, that it's, what's it's kind of a slow burn. Yeah, it's kind of a slow burn about that, and, and then just their trials and tribulations as just being a couple. And you know how hardcore society is. Is when I first turned this on, like I'm kind of just like, if she doesn't get raped, this is a boring movie. Oh, dude, come on, man. Or molested. Yeah, yeah. I mean, or but this damaged is, of well, some I mean, kind. Well, I mean, but this this has an arc. It has a realistic arc. You know, is he hit her? Is he at least hit her? Yes. Okay. There's, yes, there is. Now some we're of that. talking. Yep. Now that goes on. You know. See, this is Patsy's uh, boy toy. Oh, there we go. Yep. So this this, Pat- this this is like her. This is a key pivot point in her career, mushrooming and becoming big. This is Patsy's husband. They want to swap. <laughs> you know what swapping I is? I, you know who knows? Fifty swapping must have been a weird thing. So much man. bush, dude. <laughs> Look at that car, fifty-seven Chevy. Yeah, that they have, that's a pretty amazing car. Well, again, they're gonna have the hot car. You know what I mean? Because they're stars. Look at this. this Michael, is, this is Beverly Apt- D'Angelo. Michael Apted. Uh, he directed uh, the series Up, uh, the James Bond film The World Is Not Enough. Wow. Uh, the coal miner's daughter. Yep. Uh, oh, he did Nell. Oh. That's a great movie. Yeah, yeah, with uh, Jordy Jordi Foster. Goo in the ballet. She speaks like jungle language. Yeah, and because shit. she because she was basically raised in like the yeah like in the mountains. She was raised in the woods. Yeah, but no, you know this this is Beverly D'Angelo. Oh yeah. Oh, it is, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, it's she was she she won an Oscar for this too. She won Best Supporting That's Actress. That's clearly just a bedroom that they made look like a hospital room. Yeah, yeah I like it. Yeah, oh, gotta, she got whooped up, huh? Well, I think she she got drunk. She got drunk and uh and drove. I got drunk and drove into my husband Daryl's fist. You te- she teaches her the ropes, you know. Oh, about getting abused and pretending well, like you got no, in a car accident. Well, just like you know. Loretta, you have four kids. How do you not yep. know what sex is? Yep. You see, look at this. What is like? What's she telling her? Like, you know, you're hot, right? Well, yeah, you know, just basically, your career's going well. You're getting on the Grand Ole Opry a bunch of times, and, and people who've been trying to fuck their way up to the top haven't been able to make it up there. So you've done it on your talent, you know, n- not by who you're fucking. So See. the dude who made this movie kills it in England, uh, in yeah. television. Yeah, I believe it. He's made a lot of movies. Yeah. Coal Miner's Daughter, Continental Divide. Well, that was, that was Belushi's last movie. Gorky Park. Uh, th- th- that was a uh, spy thriller, I think, with uh, uh, mystery drama film. Uh, Mike Dennis Potter won the Edgar Award for his screenplay. Yeah. Firstborn, Bring on the Night. I saw Firstborn. That that has Sarah Jessica Parker and Robert Downey Jr. Corey Haim. Corey Terry Haim. Gar. I related to because I was fifteen. I saw Br- it in the theater. Bring on the Night. Uh, critical condition. What a weird body of work. Gorillas. Because this is, oh, this is Richard Pryor. Oh, because this is like a fairly serious movie, and then yeah, all of his other yeah, movies yeah. are like wacky 80s comedies. Well, well, first one was not a comedy. It was actually a drama. 91 class action. Oh, God. See, this is, you know. Yep. The acting's good in this. Yeah, and then he did randomly did The World Is Not Enough, the 99 Bond movie. Wow. 
This is the bar they go over to and get loaded. This really is just like the life of white trash. Except yeah, yeah. for one except for one of the people is Loretta Lynn. Yeah, yeah. Well it's yeah, well, I think it's a yeah, it's a good No, slice it's decent. Of life, it's you know? decent, but I like making this is like the a tame version of the wild and wonderful whites of West Virginia. <laughs> which is just a documentary about white trash in West Virginia. Yeah. Yep. So Loretta Lynn is fucking Beverly D'Angelo. Yeah, yeah. Or no, you see, uh, she that's, that's her Patsy lip. Klein. You see, because the two women are the breadwinners, and they're kind of giving the shit to the men, and the men are getting, you know, they get humbled. They're getting, uh, you know, their pride's getting hurt. Yeah. They're male the one southern guy's, pride. And the one guy's fat, so he doesn't have anything to be proud well, of Well, he anyway. doesn't care. Yeah, but Tammy Lee Jones is taking it. Kind of, you see, they, they tour together. Look at this. God, she's holding court, you know? <laughs> she's holding court. Ooh, Loretta she's, Lynn. No, 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 Pat, Patsy Klein. You see, this is the divide starting to happen in their relationship, the relationship of... Uh, Sissy Space of uh, Loretta Lynn and her husband. She's like, Loretta Lynn's, I think she's 88 years old. Oh, she's she's like alive? She's still alive. She's 88, man. You know, but she was a, I mean, she was a huge C&W fan. Donald Trump uh, Mexican. Oh, 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 she actually, yeah, she supports Trump. Oh, yeah. I I, I read her. uh, She also had songs about birth control in the 60s. I would. You know what I mean? Like, which was, which is, that's pretty at that time, that's pretty cutting edge in the South. I don't touch them. You know? I don't, they smell like beef you stew. You know, again, this is your whole, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we're, 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 you know, we, we can't, like, uh, we have to keep Trump people listening to. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally doing kidding. an impression. I'm totally kidding. But Dude, Sissy Spacek is probably a Trump supporter. Oh, here we go. Where are you going with that makeup? Oh, dude, he's about to fucking yeah. sexually assault the shit out of her. So he doesn't want her to have makeup. Oh, because he knows you're fine and you're rich. Like, dudes want to bang you out now. Well, it's just, you know. Dude, that looks like a bus I've ridden in recently. <laughs> it's all tore up. Oh, he's lit, the, dude. The, the, the bus from, from L.A. To, to Vegas or something like that yeah. to go watch wrestling? Well, when you pay 19 bucks round it trip. 12. It was 12. How the fuck did that motherfucker make it? You know what I mean? That's incredible. Oh, it was a pretty good bus. Did, did the AC actually work? Yeah. Good. Good. I'm glad. There was nothing else in it. Like usually, there's like a TV or something. There was no even yeah. no outlets yeah. or anything. It was just literally like Bare a, bones. a bus. Yeah. There was comfy seats and they reclined. Did you, did you yeah. chat up any of your neighbors? No. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of drug dealers are going on with that man. No one even sat next to me. We stopped off in Modest in Barstow. Yeah. They have a big truck stop in Barstow. I stole something. Course, you, uh, you better watch out, man, with your thieving ways. When you're gonna get this three strikes <laughs> and you're out, you're gonna be sent up. Oh, the yeah, fucking, they send you to jail, like, you know, into the joint life man. after yeah, that. This right? is the long arm of the law. Dude. Oh, it's liberal bullshit, man. The man has a presence in Los Angeles. He's about to choke out this the carny man, fucking because well, he wins no, a prize. No, no, he's he doesn't. I wanted it, a duck, bitch. No, well, they end up, you see, he meets her because you see, he's he's feeling lonely, sir. You got to get the darts to stick. You see, they're just done singing now, you know, breaking it all down. It's night. You know, you all want to go slide in the mud? So, the, well, things happen here. You'll see. Have you seen Boo? You seen him? She can't find her husband. Who the fuck? Oh, where Boo is, is he? Oh, where, is he is he throwing some rod? You see? Yeah. Oh, here he goes. Is he throwing? <laughs> he's laying some cable right now. So he's doing <laughs> throwing some rod. That's hilarious. Look at right there too. Oh, he's completely unconscious. Well, he's loaded. She date right me. 
You're a goddamn whore, dude. Yeah. That's a good, you know, some good cat fighting lines Hell going on yeah. there. You ain't doing your, you know, that's some cat fighting lines, you know. If you suck him down a little bit more, you wouldn't end up being a my goddamn in there, Carter. S- Southie, you know, I tell you what, the South, you know. Thank your you. hat. Loretta, I, it, it, they, is that Patsy? Was that Patsy? That's not Patsy Klein. That was the woman who, who was throwing darts. Okay. She, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's the carny. He chats her up, the carny. She was just some carny bitch. <laughs> Going for carny <laughs> sex. That, that, that's what you're doing. You know? That's uh. so, you have to feel so ashamed as someone who's being cheated on. Yeah, she's standing up for herself. Dude, at least cheat on me with fucking shit. She's got self respect. You see, there's a certain feminist quality to this. It came on the late 70s, you know? See. Me and Alicia have two famous people that if they hit on us, we were allowed to cheat. Who is it for Hers you? Hers is Javi Baez from the Cubs. Yeah. And mine is Demi Lovato from a. Uh, she's like a Disney chick, but let me. She's pretty <laughs> hot, though. Yeah. By the way, I saw Tarantino, his wife, had their first kid. I saw her. She Does is. Does his uh, kid look just like no, with his head kid. on a baby body? <laughs> but it's. Like <laughs> <laughs> but his his wife, oh my God, she is a looker. Yeah, I'm sure. He's gross. What? Yeah, who? Let me show you fucking Demi Lovato. Let me show you a spicy one. I'm going to pull you up a spicy one. Yeah, man. I'll take a peek at it. Tell you what, I've been throwing a big, a wide net bumble-wise. You like him thick. Yeah. <laughs> you know? You do. Good for you. I respect that. Dude, she's great. Yeah, she's been she's in rehab. Great, my got, kind of girl. She's got great thighs. But with, um, I tell you what, when I was doing kickboxing, dude, Oh, you see a lot of thick ass uh, bitches in the, there. But, but there was an instructor who, and she was very pretty, very pretty woman had a kid. Kick your fucking throat she in and try to hit on. I her. mean, she was in shape. She also had a terrible laugh. She had a terrible laugh. Which Did was you a go to the off. one in fucking Bucktown? No, 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 no. I went to the one in Lincoln Square. Okay. Oh, he's about to fucking yeah. Oh, he, quick little slap, dude. They're about to have some good. Yeah. Make good love after this. Oh, dude, he fucking flopped like LeBron yep. James. It's breaking down. Was this pre-Ike and fucking Tina? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yes. See? There's this element to it. You see, they're having Southern problems. They're having marital difficulties, but they don't believe in divorce. You, 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 you know, No, you sit through it. You bite your teeth, and you, you know, just fucking take your punches. You through it. Pictures are being taken. Look at me. Don't fuck. I got a fupa, dude. Don't fuck with me. Tommy Lee Jones plays a good angry prick. She threw that his fucking cowboy hat out. But you see, you also see what happens here, too. Is he about to clobber her? Well, no. You see, she's, she misses him. She knows something's up, though. What's going to happen when he comes home? Oh, he's going to pound the shit out of her. Well, you think so. She feels guilty about it. Oh... Uh... Yeah, it's broke. You broke it with my heart. He's hugging a pillow like a little sissy. Oh, she's like smiling now. I'm not wearing panties. You know, you get exy <laughs> right away. You get exy immediately. Let it unfold in it's patient my dad. one. You know? It's my dad and me. It's all we used to do. That shirt is so gay, dude. He's wearing a, <laughs> a fucking almost glitter red fucking silk shirt. Oh, 
Was this Tommy Lee Jones' first movie? That's one of his first movies. He yep. always looks old, though. He's still he. Well, he's one of those guys. He came like he, into the game sixty. <laughs> yeah, it's like Morgan Freeman or something, or you know, or Max von Sydow. Max von Sydow looked old in The Exorcist. He's still alive. That movie came it's out priest, forty-six right? years ago. Okay, That's is this the dude who played Damien Karras dead? Oh, the kid. The dude who plays the young priest. Oh, oh, I, I think so. I, th- I think yeah, I think he's dead. I think he, I think he died a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah, I think he died. Yeah, the Exorcist is a good movie. So great, dude. It, it, it's How old a, were you when that came out? Uh, 16? Well, no, dude, dude, no, no. When that, that came out, six. I, I was like five or six years old. And Did it was like, people it? talked about it, and it was like in hushed tones. Like, this movie is really fucking scary. It's that. Know? I think when that came out, and when Sam and Rushdie put out the Satanic Bible. He actually, he, he finally gave her a wedding ring. He gives her a wedding ring. Oh, Jesus. Because he owed it to her for a while. So he made up. Now I can hit you for a year. They got into a fight, but they don't want to be separate from Look, each other. Look, if you put a ring on her finger, you beat the shit out of her, and she <laughs> won't even care, man. No. He put a ring on it. You know, he was he realized he loved her. They had a blowout fight. If you want, you better put a ring on it. You got, you if gotta you see, want, you better put a, put a ring You got to see how you fight as a couple. If you can fight and, like, not, like, fight all the time, but, like, you can learn from it, right? Isn't that a good thing? You have to fight every yeah. once in a while, right? There's got to be a fight. Correct? I mean, that has to be like... So he's, like, a shop guy? Well, I think he actually... He's starting to do, uh, yeah, starting to do work, but she's, uh, yeah, she's gonna. <laughs> Dude, this even this business was so dirty. She's like famous and still poor as fuck. Well, I think no, no, she's she's actually becoming wealthier now. I'm making Uh-oh. work. Oh, what what are they? Oh, look how classy Patsy Klein is. I'm pregnant, and it's gonna be black. See. <laughs> what? Sorry, what are you saying? What, what, what sexual comment did you make? I'm, I'm getting into the plot line. I know you made some fucking bullshit. I, don't, joke I can't have too much dead air. What do you mean too much dead air? You, you, you got to watch it to actually. Yeah, but the fu- people can't hear it over the podcast. I take the sound out of. But the this back. is an important moment in the movie. Okay, we have to narrate it though. I uh, yeah, we're narrating exactly. We are narrating it. You yeah. see, she's got a multiracial baby in the womb. <laughs> It is not a multiracial baby. Dude, know? look how nor- like Patsy Klein is Patsy Klein, and she just lives in like a house. Yeah, There's exactly. There's like children's toys strewn about. But this is a classy place. You know what I mean? Like this, this was high end, you know? It's just you can clearly tell, though, that they didn't have a mansion. Yeah, yeah, but exactly. But it's just like a house well, in dude, fucking if you go to El- if you go to El- If you go to Graceland, we go to Graceland. It, I think I have been to Graceland. No, I've been to Graceland. It, it's like not that big it's of a house. It's just Elvis's house. Like, like honestly, the house I lived in in Wisconsin was not quite as big, but it was... It, it was, was like, getting there. It was three-fourths of the size of it. Like, I had lived in a it pretty just big didn't house. didn't have tinfoil on every you window. You know, yeah, and, and it wasn't like weird, like, stained glass peacocks and shit. Like, you went into his TV room, and he had an ABC, a NBC, and a CBS channel. He had three TVs, which was like... He did that because it's LBJ like f- had that. Like a fat guy's you know? church. Yeah, yeah, and, and then they had this billiards room that was like navy blue and bright, like may- it was like Michigan colors, like maize and blue, you know? Dude, All I wonder what walls. college team he cheered for. Fucking Sequoia State, man. You see, there you go. Uh, you hear, this is important. This is, important is it the moment. last time she sees Patsy? Yes, it is yeah. the last time she sees her. So she got nominated for a Best Supporting Actress, and she's on film for about 12 minutes. I think she won. So in the time we've been watching this movie is when they introduce her. Yes. And then and they, they take her out. Yep. 
airplane crash. Yeah, everyone died in a plane crash back then. The big bopper, Richie Valens. Everyone died. What's his name? The boxer, the Italian, Rocky Marciano. Everyone died in like small plane. Jim Croce. They all died in small plane crashes back in the day. A little tiny airplane and it went down. They all died. Yeah, and planes that were fucking like micro machines flying through the sky. That's why that whole idea. There was an. I knew her for a month. They were, they literally, like Ford had the idea, along with Hitler, I might add, that they were going to have individual planes, not just cars. You were going to be allowed to have a plane. <laughs> it's like, seriously, you're going to allow that? Like, where are you going to land that so, thing? You know what I mean? Like, it was like, like you would have a consumer plane. Like, it would be a cheap, like, So little, right now, if you got a pilot's license and were able to afford a plane. Yeah. God, is there expensive. anything stopping you legally from buying one? No, not at all. Oh, you can buy a private jet. Absolutely, you gotta just, have just the money be like, "Hey, it. I'm you throwing know? a jet on the roof." Well, oh no, no, no. I mean, you have to keep it at a. You think a this hangar. roof can hold a jet? You're not gonna keep a jet, guy. You are high, <laughs> dude. Seriously, it's gonna be in an airport hangar, and it's gonna be fees to do that. See, this is where, like or you late could 60s, put early a helicopter 70s on this roof. A little you, tiny yeah, helicopter. Yeah, you probably could, yeah. Well, helicopters are done here. I love how your eyes lit could. up. Yeah, helicopters Your eyes could. lit up and you're like, fuck yeah, dude. Helicopter could. A, a small one. Yeah. But I noticed that about that. Like, That was my dad's drunk dream. This, this he always wanted me, a helicopter. Th- this was <laughs> this was my dream. Like Every like action movie of the 70s, and I've noticed that living out here now, there was always a chopper in it. There's always a helicopter sequence, like in Blue Thunder or like, you know, the Towering Inferno. There's the, the helicopter. It was because like of Vietnam that the helicopter made it in. And this part of the country still has a thing with the helicopter, you know? Like, yeah. I'm sure they were developed here. And if you have a helicopter, like, if you're wealthy, you know. I love how you, they had to make mock ups of Loretta Lynn albums with fucking sissy SpaceX face on it. <laughs> well, I'm sure that was someone's job. You know, they, yeah. they got paid on this. Probably two weeks was like work. a photo shoot. You know, yeah, they had yeah. To do. Absolutely. I'm sure that was, you know, you're getting paid. That That's how the movies were made back then. You know what I mean? Like the trough. What were you we see, just talking about? We were just talking about helicopters and flying okay. helicopters. So, dude, my dad, see, did, this, and this, is was, this is what was hilarious about his logic about his helicopter. Yeah. He didn't have his license because of DUIs. So his loophole was like, I'll just buy a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> they can't well, buy like a I can't drive a car because I'm an alcoholic. So I will fly an aircraft. I thought a gyrocopter would have been kind of cool, like in Mad Max. Oh, is that a nude kid? Road Warrior? Or is that her naked? <laughs> no, this is them. You know, they're washing kids up for crying out loud. Oh, God. man. Let's, let's God, see that. Just, so, no, that creeps your, me you, out. You get, you, well, no, naked you, kids creep me you? out. Yeah, I Even on Instagram, like, I have a bunch of friends who, like, they have kids, like, the a bunch of uh, my friends who have daughters, and they let them run around with no shirts, and I'm just like, dude, put a shirt on that kid. What's the show? Now you're the one who's admitting you're not a pedophile. That, that, she, that's what you're doing. The yeah, roles are reversed now. <laughs> it creeps me out hard. Yeah, I, I, like I, 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 I get it. I get it. Even Le- like, and I love her to death, but Leah will post pictures of her kid like in the bathtub, and I'm like, dude, you can see this kid's dick. I I, I never noticed. <sighs> My mind didn't. Got to look that. at those stories, dude. You don't seem like a guy who looks at stories. People, no, God, no, I don't look at stories. They're just, I don't care about your story. I just don't care about it. Okay? <laughs> That's the reason why. I like look at him just fucking it. doing the perfect stepdadding, even though he's their blood father. He's just sitting <laughs> drinking and they're sitting there. <laughs> Th- that was my. Uh, I'm there while they're there, so I'm raising them. You see, this is her becoming a big. St- like she's in her star phase Hell now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Thank you, darling. Giving hugs. Giving hugs. 
Holy shit. I got some of her hair. <laughs> Hell yeah. Cutting her hair. <laughs> That's for the doll. G- getting a lock of hair. Yeah, what is it with the fascination with famous hair dolls? It's kind of bizarre to me sometimes. But wh- wh- uh, Who's the biggest, like, were you ever super obsessed with someone? Like, a fa- Like were you ever famed up hard? Like, Mary Lou Henner or some shit like oh, that? Oh, yeah. When I was a teenager, that's when I was prone to that. And even into my 20s, I was certainly still impressed by fame. Uh, by my 30s, I started to resent fame. Now I just don't care. So it just, <laughs> it just doesn't cross my mind. Perfect time but to move like, to L.A. to try and get famous. <laughs> well, I think, doesn't it make oh, sense? She's looting she, up here? Well, yeah, yeah. Well, of course they're pilling it up, man. It's the 60s. She's got her, her diet Sprite. She's got to take a... See, they got horses. Every country... You know my idea? I'm going to get me a farm. Get me a farm and a mansion, and I'll have horses. Well, this guy probably because I'm going to romanticize rural America. Come, it's going to be a simple life. It's going to be great, you know. <laughs> like, no, it's not. It's actually going to be hard. You want to you know? drive? I lived on a farm for You're six three, years. You're three. You could drive. I know what farming is. I clean chicken shit off of eggs. My very first job ever. Six years old. That was my job. It's a dying every industry, day. is what it is. We, we we get thirty eggs every day. My parents would sell we'd sell like three dozen eggs for like a dollar a dozen. So they make an extra like three bucks a day. This is early Wisconsin 50, days. No, 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 no. This is in a, we lived in Virginia. This is like like my. Were father. you not far from where this is? Uh, no, I was in Northern Virginia, which is very uh, you know very much influenced by, by Washington D.C. Yeah, you know it's very much the economic engine and why what was your local tv stations do you remember oh yeah absolutely uh, it was all the dc stations that they were remember george michael's sp- sports machine you remember that no. george, george michael was a sportscaster for channel four on nbc and this DC. isn't like you Jim gotta have Mance. faith george michael no 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 no. this is george michael a sportscaster uh then there was also uh channel seven was the abc affiliate and their uh their sports guy was uh, Frank Herzog, who was the voice of the Redskins for a long time. Then Channel 9 was the CBS affiliate. Okay, CBS affiliate, Channel 9. Glenn Brenner was their team. And he was actually the coolest of all. He was funny. He had a good sense of humor. Michael was just loud. You know You know who else was on uh, Channel 4? Willard Scott. I remember him oh, being, a, shit. Him being a, 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 a weatherman on Channel 4. He, was on, he ended up being national, right? Oh, absolutely. Oh, Willard, Willard Scott, Scott was the, the birthday guy. For 20 or 25 years. Yeah, he was the years. birthday guy. He would go to some 97-year-olds yeah. to celebrate their birthday. Yeah, well, oh, God on that. You know, it's like, you know. Here, they're 97. Let's go scare them to death <laughs> on television. Well, it was the thrill of a lifetime before they croak, you know, so... But it was also, but but they were. It was very political oriented because it was D.C. They had very good political coverage because they had to have good political coverage. And then the independent channel was Channel Five. That that Fox and Rupert Murdoch. That was the first TV station he ever bought. What in was the caps on? The oh, the caps were on the end. They were actually on Channel Twenty. There was another like fifth channel that was a real like sub shitty station. That's the how you know he knew hockey was the bitch. Because they were on like the whack channel. <laughs> yeah, like the weird. They're on channel twenty. Yeah, exactly. Like channel twenty. <laughs> and th- they were so poor as what a team. What were Redskins on? Uh, well, the Redskins. We see that was back. They would be. They would have been on the the uh, NFC was on CBS at that time, and, and then and then uh, NBC a- had, had the a- AFC. AFC. So it was like you know, but but that was when the AFC was dominant. So the AFC had. St- I saw a lot of Steeler games as a kid. 
Steeler games because they, they were the games. team. Like when they were, it, it was their second championship. They're, 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 they were in two in a row in '78 and '79. That's my first memory of, of pro football is them and the Cowboys, and then being a Viking fan. They were an aging, fading dynasty. '77 was the Vikings' last hurrah with their with their good teams in the '70s. They went to four. Super Tommy Bowls Lee in Jones looks like he's withdrawing from beating his <laughs> wife. <laughs> Well, it's, well, look, he's got a bottle of Jack Daniels it's empty. next to him. They're illustrating something. It's oh. empty. His shirt's not, it's not <laughs> unbuttoned, but it's not buttoned. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, yeah, I guess he was a severe alcoholic. They were married until he died. He died. He only died like eight or ten years ago. Yeah, they fucking, and, and, they and, died and, fighting, dude. It was like, and he, <laughs> and he just, I guess she was like, well, you know, he just drank too hard. <laughs> that was basically like her, a very simple line about what he was. Because I guess great. he was a extreme drunk. He was just a big drunk. He probably was a good dude when he wasn't hammered. You know, yeah. Oh, absolutely, you know, but it's just like whatever. I mean, this is his life. This relationship her. would have not have made it through the Me Too era. Why? Why wouldn't it? Because she would have, even if it was pressure, she would have had to get rid of him, dude. You can't be in a mutually abusive relationship anymore. I, I don't know if this is abusive. This is what fucking, this is what people fucking Dude, you know? he slapped her. Well, I mean, you can't do that at all anymore, dude. I'm you can't you should slip do up. that, you know. It can do that. Dude, this guy know. looks like the honky tonk man but bringing it her down happens, through the fucking. You know, it's like it's it's not good, but you know, is that the honky tonk man? Is she arrested? <laughs> it does look like him, like early honky tonk man. Yeah, <laughs> it, it probably is. Like, I have an idea. I'm in the movies a little bit. Oh, let's parlay this into a professional. I was watching By the way, coal miner's daughter, a honky tonk man. One of the few wrestlers I actually fucking like. one of the <laughs> longest reigning intercontinental champions ever. It's well, a he, disgrace. I, I the was business. there. No, well, he lost to Ultimate Warrior. Ultimate Warrior yeah. who took it from him. And I, I, I remember watching that when I went through a wrestling phase for six months. Look at months. that money, dude. Tommy Lee Jones yeah. is gonna skim that shit. Well, yeah, I mean, they're you know this is. With the, they about the, they got that Are they about boy. to get robbed at giant pistol point? I don't think so. I think he just he's just pissed off. There's always a giant pistol. In these I mean, look at this. I mean, they, they have a uh, you know. Look, I mean, God, what a, it was all cash business. You know what I mean? Like it just being a cash business. I'm reading this book about the history of comedy, and it, it, dude, the comedy industry was built on the back of nothing legal. Just like yeah. drug dealers and prostitutes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's 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 why it'll never be a fully legitimized business. Because like my girlfriend's always like, why isn't there like a union or any sort of like representation for comedians? And it's because the clubs can never like to. I think to have a union, you have to like link up. Like the clubs would have to share their finances. Oh god, that would and a lot happen. of clubs they're are just still fronts for drug. Yeah, and shit. there's still a lot of comedy clubs that just aren't legitimate businesses. No, I know it's. It, it, so many clubs are so sketchy, you know. I just find the ones I like to work at and go up at them. That's literally my standard. Do I enjoy going up here? Okay. But I'll like do it. music, you know? <laughs> I f- like music and comedy kind of is this weird performance art that is this weird outlaw industry. Well, yeah, the people involved in it are scumbags. Total man. scumbags. I mean, and even the artists you know, are scumbags. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like. I would be such a better human being if I never would have done comedy. Like better you know? the scumbag you know but versus it's the one you don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. But anyway, I tell you what, I'm running on a steam a little bit. All what right, time? We're what getting time? there. It's like an hour and forty six. Oh, dude, we're yeah, yeah. This is this has been a we've been we've done a long. I was take trying on to this. see if we could get to the end of Coal Miner's Daughter. Yeah, we, I I can't. I we'll watch it. No, I can't. You know what takes the steam off of this for me is she's still alive. So it's going to end with her living blissfully. Well, it's just, you know, what, 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 Ali had the same movie, right? He was alive. Yeah, and that movie was terrible. 
Yeah, I watched chunks of it. It's just like this it's is not, not a good. good movie. Will Smith was trash. And I was like, this is not a good movie, and it bummed me out because it's such an iconic figure. I mean, there were just certain choices. You know what's that were weird? Made. F- the fight sequences are pretty good in it. I actually like those, but it just it. it I only know Shaky Ali. Oh yeah. I, I, well, I knew, I knew Ali when he got his last championship when he lost to Michael Spinks and then came. But I remember Ali going out when he. When lost did to he Lara. start getting shaky? Like when did he start being able to like not talk? Why well, he, he even when he was still boxing, he was slurring his words. You know, yeah, he was on episodes of Different Strokes. You know, understand? Here's what I'm gonna do. And by the way, he was a shameless sexist. <laughs> he had a, no problem putting women in their place. He, he was I called them skirts. Oh, no, no, he was just like I remember being interviewed on a by Barbara Walters when he, he lived in a Hyde Park. He lived in Hyde Park in Chicago oh, in yeah? the seventies. Yeah, and because his nation of Islam was down there, and so he he was interviewed by Barbara Walters. So you've been now quoted as saying that you think men are superior. <coughs> women. As superior. a matter of fact, superior. Of, they are. Barbara, who's stronger? Who's strong? He talks about being physically stronger. <laughs> like that was part of his reason as to why Bam was better. You know, that's pretty great. You know, yeah. I mean, it's, it, I remember. Th- I remember that era of him. He lost to, to Michael Spinks and he came back and beat him again. So he won the championship again. This is late '30s, and he was really slurring his words. I was like, "Really slow down a lot." What they said is, after the third Frazier fight, he should have quit boxing because then he would have had like eight to ten fewer fights and his brain got really mangled at the end like he did not that's what a lot of those old guys like they fall off the cliff in a hurry and those real like, I think football's that way when you get blasted in the head so often like one year you're good and then like a year or two later it's like over it's not like baseball we can kind of fade out into your late 30s yeah. early 40s you know but in football you I know what you we can... gotta do in the next couple weeks we have to do like a full on sports episode where we'll put on like sports clips well, or football like, season starting up yeah, in a couple weeks man. we should fire so, up so i have an nfl network stream that we can tap into well i also a week from today bucky's season opens they uh, they play yeah. in south florida on the road and i will be curious to see how the university of wisconsin bounces back after a shitty season they had a bad one last year huh well, they you, lost to northwestern dog uh, they got handled by northwestern i, I watched their, their preview on the big 10 Network. but anyway dude we should wrap this up Thanks right. for listening, people. We're wrapping it up. Thanks we'll for listening, guys. Well. We lost our train of thought a couple times. Uh, okay. No, we're releasing this straight through, dude. It was a good one. Uh, thanks <laughs> sure. for listening, guys. Uh, subscribe on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google. You have to edit out that one All sequence that where stuff. we went back to the Sochi oh, Easter yeah. thing. Yeah, you got to totally. get rid of that. I'm going like, to smooth that in. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. That was yeah. unprofessional. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, thanks for listening. Follow us on social media. I'll have all the links in the description. Uh, See you guys next week. Bye.